practically every one of the top 40 records being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. We want you to smoke the natural herb. Some call it marijuana. Some call it sensimedia. Some call it lamb's bread. And some people call it ganja. Welcome to another edition of the Adam Dunn Show. I'm your host, Adam Dunn, and I'm back. Back in the studio. Made it. Survived the fishing trip. Uh, you will see my beautiful catch in a minute, I'm sure, when MTI pulls it up. But uh, thanks for checking in with me this week. I've got actual humans again in the studio. So, well, human, I should say. Yeah, I had planned to have the power couple here, but I've got half a power couple. Yeah, she had to pick up the kid. Yeah, well, that's, you know, we got responsibilities, right, in life? Absolutely. Um, we will get to the crew from the Horticulture Solution crew in a second. I also got calling in later in the show. We've got John calling in from Fidus Farms in Oregon. Uh, I'm going to be there next week for the Indo Expo, which I'm also going to have calling in, Mike from Indo Expo. And, uh, you know, is so we're going to have a little update on there and what's going on in Oregon. Sounds like stuff's happening because he, he john really wanted to tell me what the what was going on with the scene so and as we know oregon's a good indicator of what's going to happen in the rest of the country because they're the first guys to like overgrow themselves out of fucking you know existence basically when it came to they're the first ones to get rid of medical the first ones to do all those nasty things that happen when you become sort of you know too big for and, and again it comes down to population probably a little bit but also they're fucking good growers out there that's the problem they, yeah. they grow too much good weed and i'm sure you saw that uh export initiative they're trying to yeah exactly the first one is to go to that and that's looking exactly. like it might even happen which is crazy Super crazy. so we're going to talk about that and then we've also got um like i said mike from indo expo is going to call in tell us how awesome that uh show is looking look at my catch look at that mike, oh, look at that one pretty much okay here's real you caught all that pretty much i was gonna i'm gonna i'm gonna give the kids that okay so i was out (laughs) with with some generation z kids right and i don't know you think millennials are bad holy shit we are fucked within 20 minutes they were all done they were done they were like 16 couldn't just no couldn't fucking reel in anything anymore they were useless and i'm telling you mahi do not fight like anything they're like they're fun there's a little fight you get like two good rounds out of each one but it was hilarious because they had to keep uh just handing me the fucking rods i was like there was a guy off the back nailing them just bam 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 and then uh there we go. I pretty much like was like getting handed every single. I was like, dude, I'm doing all the hard work here. All I'm doing is right, and it wasn't like as exciting because they would jump once in a while, but it's not quite as exciting as if you kind of focus in on one fish and you got to fight that one fish. Sure. It was just like fight, 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 fight. So uh, anyway, that was that was a spoils. It's a nice haul. It was. We had like we had more, but they were smaller, obviously. But this was a sixteen, and the good part is, is that if you, when you get there, they throw them up on the on the rack there. We filled every fucking spike. I was like, yes, the perfect oh, yeah. catch. That was good. Ate some last night. Brought That's it what home. I was gonna say, did you get to eat any? Fuck yeah, we ate every night. Oh, yeah. Nobody in my crew wanted to eat fish after three days. They were just like, uh, dude, no more fish. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I had all these kids. 
that were with us kids of friend you know kids of the other people that i was with and like i said it was kind of funny because i was like wow we're fucked dude like i thought it was bad with millennials but the next generation is even worse oh yeah it gets even worse so anyway (laughs) that's that's all i gotta say about that but uh fishing trip highly successful um i have to i'm gonna look up the guy's name again because now of course i told him last week like i'll tell about you on the show there he is right there captain brandon right there you can see it on the sign boom right boom boom phone number number. it's all there just look on that back thing (laughs) brandon's super cool they know they can they got their they they definitely uh know their shit you know they had the spotter guy at the top and he's just like get cast it out over there nails it i'm like we can just individually look for individual fish and be like there's nah fuck that one we're gonna go for that one and they drop it in front of him and sure enough hit it every that's time that's serious it was man. fun that's it was fun I literally did a complete bucket list because I was with all these like family crews that were down there to have fun. Right. So it was like, you guys want to go parasailing? I was like, sure. So went parasailing with the whole family, which was fun. So uh, did that. Went snorkeling, fucking kayaking. It was just like, it was ridiculous. Sounds like a nice vacation. It was ridiculous. It's like that fucking ice cube thing where he's like in the fucking kayak. You know, he goes from guns to kayak. Right. Felt kind of like I was in the kayak doing that. And I was like... This is this is definitely like <laughs> not the thing you do normally on your yeah it was just funny I, I had a good time with it um, so let's uh, t- see well first of all I've been gone for two weeks so what happened MTI anything good happened while I was gone uh, I went camping that was fun oh yeah and you did I got, I got you got to go early too I got to go early yeah because I, I didn't hold minutes. you back I did yeah. not hold you back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And how was that? It was good, man. Uh, my buddy has some property out by uh, around the edge of Pike National Forest, and went out there, and all my friends shot their guns. And oh yeah, I went shooting yeah. guns too. Did all yeah. that. I did all that, dude. Yeah. I was like, you want to go shoot guns? Sure, <laughs> because I'm in Florida. I go so shoots. Just shot some Glocks and some other handguns. All you know, it's one of those things. The first two shots, you get that first like, ooh, like that's loud. And then after a while, you're just like, then you're like, wow, whatever. They were like, they were like, because I, because a classic. I was like. They're like, you ever shot before? I was like, yeah, like when I was a kid, you know. Oh, really? Uh, yeah, I mean, I haven't shot handguns. I shot, okay. you know, yeah, not since I was like 16 or something like that. Yeah, it's been a minute for me too. And then we went in and they were just like, damn, you got pretty good. I was like, well, it's, it's the guns are so nice now. Right. I was shooting rickety old shit guns that my uncle had that were like, sights were all off. Still like riding a bike. And you had to like learn, like, okay, get on target. And then sh- go over like X amount, and then you'll hit it. You know, I mean, that was right. the guns I had, so to, to work with. So then to to get like a brand new, beautiful gun, like it's like yeah, it's like make it easy. Kind of like tennis rackets, right? You know, they get the oversized tennis racket. You can play better all of a sudden just because it just feels a lot more right. You get one of those old '70s rackets with the real skinny oh, thing, and those things are. And you, as you hit the ball, it kind of tweaks it each time. You know what I mean? So you're like, this felt the same. You know, you're just like, boop, 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 boop. Anyway, shotguns. What else? <laughs> did, what else did we do? Too much. Um, so, Mr. Hudo's in the studio, as announced on the show, uh, with my incredible eight, four hours, five hours of pure advertisement for your company. Yeah. So, hey, you get your money's worth on the show, right? <laughs> so, uh, I put horticultural solutions, but you, you're a, you've always been doing all sorts of stuff right yeah so is that still the main focus though as far as the, the master room so we, of the umbrella we have several companies um forbidden fruit garden supply is really our uh 
big supply company, I guess. That's where we put a lot of the energy outside of straight consulting. Mm-hmm. And then beyond that, we have a couple of operating companies where we're operating greenhouses, building greenhouses, uh, training staff, all that. Yeah, it's funny because, uh, you know, like, I think because we're both in that sort of similar world where people always are asking, hey, you know, uh, lab tech, I could, you know, it's like it's never ending when it's right. come. And like, so sometimes I'm like, man, I should fucking start a service because. We've done well with it. I mean, it's a lot of hard work. I mean, it's a nightmare to get going and, you know, doing it right with contracts and the right customers. I mean, it there was a learning curve. We got screwed a few times. Oh, it's super hard. But well, once it's like we literally, got it right, literally, talent is the hardest thing, right? Yes. And so to harness the talent yes. is even harder because then you like, gotta have a place to do it as well. Well, and so you deal and you deal with on site. Yeah, and you deal with the classic growing situation, which is. Once it goes into their brain and they know it, you can't like suck it back out. Right. And so they're like, well, why do I need you? Right. You just told me that, and you didn't, but you know, that's why you have to be very selective of how you teach these people because a lot of times there's the, the, do you have like, um, is there any kind of like contracts that people go under that they, they get like how non, they have non, definitely, definitely like a non-compete for how, how long are you, how long are you asking if, if somebody joins? I, I couldn't even tell you without reading the contract. I mean, I'm. My lawyers handle all that stuff. But like, usually like a year, you think, or something, or a couple of years? or is there like I know when we first started, it was a lot longer, and the lawyers have whittled it down. I think yeah. it's like a couple of years. Right. Well, that's still, that's rough if you're like... You know. But see, we have to identify in the contract exactly which companies they can't work for. Otherwise, it doesn't fall in the... Okay, well, that's... You know. That's good. Then it just kind of protects your inner your inner yeah. issues where you're it's like, dude... Who do you see as your biggest competitors? That's the people you're going to list. Of course. And that's the other problem, too. It's like, you know, how many times have you seen, like, you know, you're, you go to a grow shop and there's a certain kid who works there who's just that much smarter than the average. And he's like, just literally sucks all the information and then yeah. bails one day and he starts his own you know, thing. And that's happened in the industries as we see. And, and especially in cannabis, everywhere. because it's the, well, back in the day when it was for growing, it was like, well, what are you going to do? You know, there's, you can't write a contract. Right. But now you now you now can. we can <laughs> now you can and, and those are and people people learn quick to uh, you got to read it's definitely not like an Apple contract you probably want to no. read it yeah you have <laughs> take to read a, it. you want to take a look um, you can switch the fish out now whatever you feel like you know. okay it doesn't what, have to be fishy what are we going to now what are we going to now um, uh, Miami base just go to Miami base yeah we'll just we'll go for the base All go right. straight to the base yeah so uh, was down in the Windward Walls you've been down there yet Never? no that's oh, pretty dope it's a dope spot it's kind of like our Rhino District, but times ten thousand, you know, okay. right now. Rhino sure. District is trying to become like that. Become like that. All right. Sweet spot. Anyway, so um, how many different companies you re- like working with now, as far as staffing and stuff? Because so I mean, we have three operations that we're manning. Uh, we have some other people that are in training to move into those positions. So I mean, we have some bandwidth. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and uh, what's the um, you know what's the the main thing that people as far as like are you doing like you're doing full staffing or are you kind of getting people more depends right some some places they only need like upper management other places they need you know the full kit and caboodle and it's how much does the business owner know how much you know help do they really need um i would say that something we've kind of come to specialize in is distressed businesses that are you know, failing or not making mm-hmm. money because their cost production is too high, their employees aren't good, or whatever the problem is, 
we can come in and you know increase the quality and increase the yield and do our thing and everybody's happy the uh what do, what do you think i mean cuz right now also it's like people have to figure out how to be more efficient because if you're not yes. you're you know what you could have done a year ago or even you know sometimes 6 months ago won't fly because it's going you know like the well strangely enough i think flower market is becoming stronger just because people realize that that's like uh, the thing we can't lose, you know what I mean? That's like right. you, you got it sustainable, yeah. but it's hardest one to nail too. Yes. Extracts being like the easiest as far as like uh, whatever, you know, just grow right. shit and you know, and that's and that's been done so many. <laughs> so I think true. so. I think what's happened is you probably run into a lot of that where they thought they could do that forever, and then all of a sudden it trickles down from and flower those to are the people that we're you know helping right now. And and back in the day, you had like your own, you had your own uh, extraction machine, which I never got to see, of course, because top secret. But did that ever uh, take off, or is it kind of like one so of those? So that machine itself hasn't taken off, but um, we do still have it. We are still operating it. It is one of those things that takes time to prove to people that it's better, right? Because mm. yeah, it was BHO, right? It's BHO. It's mixed gas. It's okay. any hydrocarbon, really. Um, so that's because I mean, it is like one of those things where you see now everybody transitioning to alcohol extraction mostly because yes. they're just thinking the ah, you know bigger right. and everybody's scared of BHO and that's kind of one of those and states I'm are states are limited some states don't take it some states do true um, I'm I'm all for the you know turp profile you're getting out of it and the speed of extraction because we can run extraction so fast through that machine we're disappearing we're like. <laughs> Yeah. It's like we're like, look at that. Boom. Transporter. And that, wow. Dude, crazy. Um, <laughs> because, yeah, I think extraction is like, was had such a hype for a minute, and now all of a sudden it's like people are kind of simplifying their, their procedures and figuring out that they have to, uh, it's like anything, like having a, like when you get more, f bigger systems are more efficient when it comes to just running time. You have know? you seen that full semi truck extractor they've got for mm -hmm. hemp? No. Something like, uh, I don't remember if it was two acres or 20 acres a day, but it's a full 53-foot semi that's one extraction unit. They're driving it around Colorado. Is it like a load in one end, it kind of comes out the other end type situation? I think so. I mean, it has I mean, to be. I haven't, like, operated it or anything. I've just seen the post. Oh, I do know exactly. I think I know exactly yeah. what you're talking about. Yeah. It's and I'll try to get him on the show soon because I don't know exactly what you're talking about. But, yeah, it's a... Uh, yeah, I was pretty impressed. I, I think I saw one. There was at the. There was. They didn't have it at the show, but they had it nearby, and you could kind of drive over and check it out. I didn't get a chance to do it, but I got a, a flyer from it. Right. And yeah, it's just all on one skid. And yeah, I want to see it. Yeah, up, up close and personal. Yeah, there was some. Uh, it had some extra bells and whistles. I remember that were like, oh, okay. Now we're in the. Now it's right. because it, uh, there was. Uh, I believe it had some sort of a. Uh, frequency vibration thing that was going on with it too at one point okay. which is like uh, all of a sudden you're like okay now we're in there because you know that that's pretty much how all extraction probably can be improved is that subsonic sort of levels because yes. that's where you're going to get that precision well plus you get less solvent channeling with the vibration and all kinds of stuff mm -hmm. yeah and you don't gum things up and all for cleaning that'd be amazing too well it's like when you're making bubble ash it's like it's all about the just that little sure like you could just sit there all day and watch it just not do nothing then you just give it that slight 
slightest vibration, everything starts to move. You for know? sure. Um, so you're, 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 you used to work for uh, Grodan, right? I worked for Grodan for almost four years. Worked for Gavita. I've traveled the world and helped a lot of people grow. So you're pretty much a Rockwell guy, like as far as commercial. Maybe not, maybe not personal grow, but like for commercial I, purposes. I would say that I'm 50-50 Rockwell versus Coco. Okay. Um, for me, it's all about what my supply chain looks like, right? So the grows I'm running, the customers I'm supporting, we are actually, uh, well, under the Forbidden Fruit logo, we have our own uh, cocoa that we're bringing in from India. Um, my grows are having amazing results with it, and it's very consistent. So it takes a lot of labor down. People are improving costs. I mean, that's one of the ways that we go into these distressed places and just, like, swap out their whole grow medium for something that's easy and low labor and mm -hmm. cheap and all of a sudden you have excellent results with, and so with, with uh, cocoa are you doing slabs or you're doing like individual so we we do uh basically a six inch block like you would think about a grodan that's like netted individualized and, yep and then we go to slabs and we're doing two plants per slab okay uh, we we do also have like pre-filled grow bags that you can just hydrate that are i think there's a three and a five gallon mm -hmm. but you know i'm a slab guy i mean from a commercial point of view yeah from definitely not from right like it's funny in holland everything was so sort of simple like grow shops didn't have much selection at all as you, oh. as you know oh, I mean, yeah. now there's no selection at all because now, now they're closed yeah. <laughs> now there's none they're all done but uh, back in the day when they were there and i used to come back to the states and i would go uh to uh what's his name shop out in california um It'll come to me in a minute. Uh, but I'd go into the grocery shops and I'd be like, it'd be like going to a supermarket in another country where you finally see this, like, oh, look, they got all the... And it wasn't even that America had... They were kind of behind. I never realized that. I always thought that they were kind of cutting edge. It's right. Like, I'd come back and be like, no, man, vented hoods. You know, and in Holland, right. it actually made a lot of sense because most grows, if they weren't commercial, were like, were like four feet. Yeah, super low ceilings. <laughs> with yeah. big heat issues, couldn't handle the power of air conditioning, you know. So there was a lot of variables there that made it hard. But yet everybody there had open hood and small small reflectors. Yep. Everything that's right now fashionable was like early 90s there. Yeah, late 20 years ago. Late yeah. 80s, early right. 90s, and it was like... We're that old. And I remember, like, not realizing that that was the right... Because I, I go to the to the greenhouses and talk to the guys, and they'd be like, I'd be like, dude, you got to bring your lights down, man. Your lights are way too high, right? And they'd be like, no, no, you have to, like, you put them up to this height, you create the, you know, and they were correct, 100% right. correct. It's all about the overlap. And then you're like, yeah, exactly. And now you understand that more even light is way better than intense light. Yeah. And some varieties, impossible. Like We've come a long way. Mm -hmm. And uh, so you're still working with Kavita mostly as far as... Um, projects and stuff like no, that. No, I, I think that really that relationship cut ties when they, you know, went the Hawthorne route. I I left slightly before that. Mm -hmm. Um not saying that was the sole reason I left, but you know, it's a reason that uh, I don't particularly promote them. Well, I appreciate um, that. You know, it was definitely uh one of those moments I think in the industry where kind of like all the memes we ever saw were was <laughs> coming true in front like as far as the Monsanto connection yeah, here and it comes. and even though you know all of our friends <laughs> that were working yep. for them will tell us otherwise and no it's you know at the end of the day 
when you see that for me it's just the roundup connection which makes it the whole point like that's it that i mean that's, there's other other things that point towards it all but that particular situation well, look at all these roundup lawsuits that are like yeah. millions and millions of dollars going to people it's going to be bigger than ever too because yeah. you can imagine uh how many people were affected i had friends that were in ohio <laughs> they had an organic farm there and they classically you know they've Right next door, lots of Roundup. Yeah, I mean, I've had every landscaper in Three the different kinds of cancer and, you know, fighting it the whole thing. And they're like, nope, no connection whatsoever. And you're just like, no, dude, there is. Something's up, it's you know. Stuff. And the fact, the fact that uh, it's now, you know, spread, you know, worldwide. And the... <laughs> what is that? <laughs> is that their landscape machine here? Uh, and, and, like, now... They've kind of snuck in the whole Liberty thing. We've seen that, how that... Okay, so, like, now they have non-glyphosate products, but they activate the glyphosate. So they make it double... You know, so it's kind of like a, a merger of two things. So if so they're finding a loophole to keep selling it. That's what you're telling me. Of course. Well, yeah, a loophole and, and just a whole new rebranding. So it's like, oh, Liberty, and it's not, it's not Roundup. It's like, yeah, but it's for, you know, it, it's for enhancing the product that's already out there and they know it's out there so that yes and and for me and then they're but the what was interesting are you kidding me (laughs) uh they're gonna fucking (laughs) jam call us the entire time yeah you're straight up there somewhere um the other scary part though is that it's and the part that was their excuse was like oh we don't deal with the commercial we uh we deal with the home the home grow and i was like that's the worst one that's like putting it around your house that's I mean, like that's, that's also the, people that's that are uneducated about how to apply it, like so many things. Exactly, one hundred percent of that, and on top of that, the uh, <laughs> you try to just cover it up, unplug it. Yeah. What is this even saying? I don't know. Can't. I'm trying to figure out how to turn it down. <laughs> So, um, but yeah, that was, that was definitely a splitting point, I think, in the industry for a lot of people. And it kind of showed you like the, the writing on the wall, like, oh shit, it's really happening. And now, funny enough, you notice how it's sort of like, we have a short term memory, obviously as stoners, but a lot of people have already kind of like softened their tone a lot. Softened, yeah, for sure. But I also think there's more things coming on that side that are going to revive the feelings yeah yeah okay well that's it's good to know <laughs> and yeah. i i think it's you know it's not like it stopped so yeah they're not gonna stop and 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 you see it in the vibe of the grow shops too though now as far as a lot of the like because they were kind of the biggest proponents it's kind of like how advanced was in a sense where they they were putting out so much just swag and things and really hyping up their stuff and now it's kind of like dusty and Crap! <laughs> it never was the greatest product, in my opinion. But it was also right. like the marketing, marketing. The marketing is over on that. It kind of fizzled out. But it was huge for a while. I mean, for a long while, everybody thought it was the way to go. Yeah, and and it's uh, you know, but I have a feeling that they're gonna do exactly that. Yeah, rebrand themselves. Mike's, Mike's, whatever. <laughs> and you right. know, what I mean, which would be a total disaster. I think if they do that, they should definitely. My suggestion to you, Mike, step back, let the product do the talking, 
don't try to improve you know, the product maybe yeah reduce the number of products and make them better is what would be the the, the lower the cost the, reasonable the honest margins. the honest thing you could do well the thing that you could do that would actually show people like all right maybe we had kind of over complicated it a little bit you know with 45 products that <coughs> you really only need four you know right what do you do for so what do you do for you what's your like nutrient of choice on these large-scale operations so for us on large scale i'm mixing my own yeah i was gonna say Uh, just doing it from from you know i've got a large chemistry background and decades of school and so we uh that's one of the things like you were talking about training your guys on my guys that make it to the highest level Mm -hmm. get trained on the fertilizer mix you know sure those are the guys i think will stay with me forever right and uh what do you source for? Do you mineral based on those mostly? Yeah, all salts. Okay. Um, for me, I spent you know a long time in the hydro market, you know, using all the different products and bottles and whatever. And when I finally started just switching to base salts, my product got better. You know, it's I, the I thing about growing it. with salt is being conscious of of not just front loading everything too too hard. Yep. Just because it can be, you know. Grown, grown well, it can be as clean and and you know as you can get in the sense it burns super you know nice ash. There we go. See, that's how I get it. Just gotta start talking about it. And then it comes out. What are we What are we looking at? That's actually a mixed bowl, but oh uh, Jesus, oh Jesus, it's the melange. Remember berry and I can't read the other one. Oh Jesus, yeah, your own handwriting you can't read. It got erased. Uh, something. Well. Yeah, and, and I've seen, you know, uh, organic grows terrible too. Right. And people just not understanding, you know, just anaerobic soil mix at the end. You're like, okay, there's a little bit, something's wrong here. Packed, you know, packed too tight, whatever it might be. Yeah. Um, if there's no air. Yeah, in the soil, yeah, for sure, for sure. And, and you know, it's, it's like inherent to large systems to kind of want to go in that direction. Nowadays, though, I think there will be an organic, there is an organic revolution going on anyway. We already know that as far as there's, you know, people who, who realize definitely that it's definitely the best way to grow especially for yourself. If you're going to smoke it all yourself, oh, yeah. extract it all yourself, all those kind of things, then I suggest I mean, highly if I, that you... If I had an efficient way to do organics on a large scale... It'd be a different story, but but it is one of we're still R and D and experimenting with how to do that consistently. Well, and also most investors and owners and et cetera, they all want to see big, oh, sexy. They just want the return. They want to see big, sexy, clean rooms with no like guys yeah. having to like mix worms and have you know on site all sorts of weird you know to them biological seeming yeah. like you know too simple in a sense but at the same time we all understand that that's you know really at the end of the day that is a less of a workload once it gets rolling oh like yeah. by far to the and, and cost per pound ridiculously cheap like yeah the guys from dragonfly earth medicine there on the show were like talking stupid prices you know 50 dollar pounds all day long and they, that's like over that's scary you know and you're like really it's like even cheaper if you really really because once you get into the third or fourth cycle it starts to become even crazy cheaper because it just keeps getting cheaper and cheaper 
as long as you maintain the soil properly. And, you know, it's like if you live in the right place too. I mean, here is not crazy. easy. Here is not easy. It's too dry. It's too no wonder they get so 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 cheap out there. Yeah, you know, it's <coughs> it is like when you start looking at other crops. <coughs> the difference is that we dry it, you know, and, or extract it. So there's always like a huge loss of weight. So it's not like a watermelon where you're gonna hey, it's a ten pound. I'm gonna eat mo- everything but the fucking rind. It's ten pound watermelons now shrunk down to, right. you know, a pound and and as much rind as there would be stem and seed or whatever, you know, sure. and, and bullshit. So you're only getting that. If you dehydrated a fucking <laughs> watermelon core or whatever, which wouldn't be as exciting as a, you're like, hmm, looking at that compared to the what it started off as, you know. Right. So, so it has, you know, inherently those issues. But it's also, again, so fucking, like, if you live in that right perfect climate, like Oregon has some spots that are like that. Cali has spots Maybe. that are like that. There's places around. But, like, Colorado... Not so much. No, like Colorado, you got to pay attention. Except for Western Slope, you got a few, few sweet little spots. Yeah, maybe down south. And San Luis Valley, probably. Yeah. But still not really weed territory. You know what I mean? It's still like other crops. Yes. yes. No, not so much. But what do you do for your, um, what's your, like your IPM sort of situation for all these different locations? So our IPM is a little crazy because we rotate um, about 10 different products, you know, off the Colorado list. And we just rotate every week. So mm-hmm. we, we end up with a really clean facility that, you know, we're, we're using mild, mild products on and a lot of biologicals. What's your, uh, what's your go-to sort of predators or? Swirsky mites, man. That's my go-to predator. Yeah. What's the, what is the coverage? How many do you need per, like, square meter, let's say, or something? Per square meter, I don't even know. We we probably use two sachets per square meter. Okay. And how many how many average things grow? How many like what's the how many mites are in it? I think yeah. there's like a thousand in each sachet. Okay. Um, and they and they go after everything, thrips and thrips and mites, thrips and mites for the most standard. Between that, uh, we don't really see much. Well, else. What was it? I mean, this year was crazy with fucking aphids. I mean, it's actually weird. I just like n- we haven't had aphids all year. Knocked them down just this last month, where I was like, finally, I got a whole room with I don't see a single sure. aphid. But up until that point, it was just like, what the fuck are these things? And they go in and clean them and do it and and try, you know, pr- all sorts of products, and nothing seemed. It was kind of one of those weird things where, you know. There wasn't really a specific. Everything said it would do it. Nothing did it. Those green ones. We we got to go through your products list. Yeah. Well, I was just I was surprised. It was just one of those years, and I saw a lot of people. Like every time I went and I talked to Bo and those guys, I'd be like, sure. "Dude, what can I do for okay, besides like just because normally it's like you get one or two, you deal with it. It's not a big issue. This time though, it was just like no. He's like like every fourth person that's come in has had this problem this year, and it was wow. just a, it was a pre-summer thing it wasn't even like the dead of the summer now I'm, now it seems like nothing's happening so i don't know i was just wondering if you noticed that at all not me at all we haven't had any issues and uh you get any products that you kind of use that are we use a lot of the uh biosafe products you know azagard terragrow mm-hmm. um xeritol sanidate our big things just keep everything clean mm-hmm. you know yeah, no, I mean, that's that's obviously the first line, right. of, line of defense on everything. We'll use some subtilis here and there uh, for powdery mildew if we see something starting to creep up. But 
for the most part, Zeratol is like probably our most used product. It's pretty mild. It's What's the basis of that one? So it's hydrogen peroxide and parasitic acid. I think okay. it's parasitic acid. It's, it's hydrogen peroxide and an acid. And that's a surfacent kind of thing and just all your yeah. tools and your equipment. Well, so Zeratol we actually put on the plants. And you can put on the plants the, too. Okay. The Sanidate is what we use for the tools and the benches and the walls and everything possible that's not a like plant. A, like a Fizan product or something yeah, like that. same deal. Same yeah. deal as Fizan. Yeah. It's pretty much the, the standard. I remember it was like in, in Holland they had, they had that even back in the day. Oh, yeah. And it was just like the – they used it for mostly for – filling those trays that what you want going in and out of the greenhouses yep stomp your feet in it you know so same uh, deal yeah and it would i mean it's it's definitely the the most important part of anything is just that it's clean know, keep it clean keep it clean everywhere i mean and my problem is where i'm talking about is like farm with a hundred year old you know right. barn <laughs> which is tough. not not like a lab by any means makes it tough yeah dirt floors that have been covered with you know some green cow cover yeah so it's not like uh it's definitely not a sealed lab right yeah i mean most of our greenhouses we don't have concrete floors we're just running uh at least the dirt's flat but we do put just down ground cover Mm -hmm. you know under the benches and what what kind of greenhouses you're working with everyone's different um we got a 1966 uh, built greenhouse in denver Mm -hmm. Uh, we, we've got, a a DeCluet, uh, greenhouse down South, um, out East, we're building a Prince. Uh, so we're, we're working with a lot of different people. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, the, yeah, there's like, like we used to go by Brinkman all the time and look at those things and just be like, imagine, you know, now, and nowadays it's like, it's, it's, uh, yeah. I mean, pretty s- standard if you had the money to throw down for it, but so you do mostly all sealed units, or are they kind of like? I mean, we're we're definitely building stuff on the high end. It's mm-hmm. fully sealed. You know, we've got two patents on greenhouse ventilation items, so that's sort of the heart and soul of our sealed system. Um, it's a big air handler that basically I spent all my trips to Holland going back and forth watching the tomato growers, right? Mm-hmm. And when they started using the tubes underneath the crops to ventilate. ventilate and it was pushing the air vertical, I was like, why isn't anybody attaching an air conditioner and a dehumidifier to this? Why are they just using fans and trying to control like a broad spectrum of air versus totally seal off the unit and treat each one? Mm-hmm. And so I went to Fantech with that and... We agreed. They helped me engineer it. I patented it. Well, it's patent pending. We're, we actually have another 30 days to file our final rebuttal on the patents. Um, but, you know, the product itself is awesome. Uh, it's, it's a game changer for me. And so it's like an inline, fill, inline air conditioner. That r- how how long is the length on that? So the max length we can do on it is, uh, is about 170 feet. Um, but it's a pretty good run. It's a 24-inch yeah, duct. 170 feet is big. So. And it also has a sterilizing unit in it. Mm-hmm. So we're sterilizing every bit of air that goes out into the greenhouse. And because it's a continual cycle and it's it's recycled over and over, you're just retreating the air, so it's pretty efficient. Yeah. We're just following the Dutch model, really. Right, you right. Know, no, that's good. Trying to improve on it where we can. 
And so, uh, you, so obviously you've had those in operation for a while. Those, uh, not a long while. Uh, I guess we're a year now. And, uh, I mean, I guess all, all good so far, right? Nothing. Oh, man. Change your life. Right. And it's, it I mean, it's just more efficient, I would assume. It's more efficient. I mean, you're applying direct temperature and humidity underneath the plants. You can mix in your CO2 with it, and it all comes airflow from underneath, mm-hmm. right? So as the air is blowing up on the plants, you're moving humidity in the leaves, you're applying CO2, yep. and then dust and debris don't land on the plants the same way, right? Mm-hmm. So even pests have more of a difficulty staying in there because the air is coming from underneath. Yeah, that's cool. And then also the stomata are at the bottom, so they're yes. at the right time. They're just like <laughs> getting I mean, force-fed. You, you can literally control the airspeed on each one, right? Okay. So for when our, our flower zones, we pretty much do one per table which is two rows and you run it right down the middle it blows up through but you can literally control the airspeed based on the size of the plant right what's the uh, speed sort of variables between well obviously max, zero to max application on the full length was 1800 cfm and what does that re- relate 1800 to cubic feet of air what does that relate? Does it, did you ever get like a wind speed though? As far as like like just uh, just a it's in there. There's a velocity. I want to say I want to say it was four miles an hour. Okay, so it's a, so it's hour. a pretty d- it's a it's steady light. Breeze. Yeah, it's barely even twenty four hours a day. Yeah, so not even enough to move the leaves too much. Or you'll see the bottom leaves move, but like in the upper upper canopy, you won't. Yeah, because I mean I think you know it's one of those things where. Uh, Wind can be its friend, it can be its enemy, depending on where, you know, I've seen on bigger grows where there was a like a huge, way too much air going in one sort of focused yeah. zone. And it's always interesting to see at the end, it's kind of like when you look at roots, you can kind of read the story of, of and, and when you look at the canopy, yeah. it usually tells you where you fucking overdid it or underdid it. And this thing was retarded. It was like blowing s- so much through that nothing down at the bottom grew taller than like three feet and everything on the edge. I mean, everything ad- kind of adjusted to wherever it could. And uh, you could see how you could use air at that, that point to kind of carve right. whatever you wanted if you want. And also just that rattled leaf thing is terrible because once they get all shredded up, you know, they've right. seen, you've, I'm sure you've walked into <laughs> many places and seen that. I have. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But but yeah, the perfect amount of uh, movement is definitely helpful. And then uh, what do you do for what's your sort of um, for control gear and stuff like that? What, what do you? So do I actually do custom um, no, I I buy controls out of Holland. I use a company called Hogendorn. Um, you know they're one of the top three in the world, but they have a, a better customer service package. I would say overall. The technology does everything anybody else's does. I mean, it, it literally controls every bit of our facility, and it's the only one that we've taken the time to work with to help program our fan coils, right? Mm-hmm. So that sort of gives us and them an edge where other other controls companies have similar fan coils, but they've never been applied the same way, and they're missing like certain features like the sterilization piece. Um, so I, th- I think it gives us an edge on, on basically anybody in the world as far as building a, a high-tech greenhouse. Yeah, I mean, it's all relations, right, at the end of the day, and also looking at customer satisfaction and feedback and, you know, uh, because it's, it's a, obviously it's a huge investment in greenhouses it is. in general. It's just like... Especially one of ours, is it's crazy expensive, but... 
the returns are what it's all about, right? Right. And and that's the thing. If you try to, like, if somebody's about to start a project and they have the ability to put a greenhouse, I'd, I'd always recommend that in, over any retrofit or any build out from the ground yeah. up just because we're, that's kind of a dinosaur at this point. I mean, I can see, I think indoor grows for, for research, for, you know, breeding, things like that makes sense because you have sure. a lot more control and greenhouses like, you know, obviously more for production. It's not such a great green, it's not right. such a great breeding place because no. how the fuck are you going to ventilate it? You know what I mean? You start to get super expensive and not worth its weight at that point. That's why we started using these. Oh man. You see that? Did you see that? Did you see how I did that? That was <laughs> genius. You know? Fuck. So, um, one of the other things that you're here for to talk about was yeah. you have uh, been working with these bags for a while, which I said I was going to grab. I never did. This just shows you how yep. how bad our industry is as far as following through. Uh, but the uh, process of this is like something that's been around. I think they were in Rob Clark's book even. Didn't he have them in his book, like hand-drawn versions of? Maybe. I think so. Um Tell, and I think that, and it was funny because you were saying earlier how like you have a lot of repeat customers, not a lot of new people because it's hard to find people that are really interested in breeding cannabis, right? Because right? not everybody out there is into it. This show, there's a couple people actually interested in breeding cannabis, I think, right? A couple of them at yeah. least. Yes. I mean, so, couple. so tell us, tell us the story of the. So the story is, basically, I was doing some breeding projects and I had all these different sets of pollen, and I'm like. I only have so many moms that I really want to pollinate. So how in the hell do I get all these strains in just a few moms, right? Mm -hmm. A few females. Um, I just happen to breed with my moms because that's a good use for them. Um, so I started, started researching. And what I found was a U.S. forestry article from like 50 years ago where this exact company had given them or sold them all these bags for pollinating pine trees and i followed that to the company the company openly said they were looking for a distributor in the u.s uh medicinal market it was like hey uh i might be interested in that so i talked to him i actually met him in amsterdam i was at a show and had a good meeting we bought some of the products started testing it out and for me it's made all the all the difference in the world because you can literally you know pollinate I usually do four strains per female mm -hmm. by using these bags versus just throwing open in a room. You don't have to worry about a room. You don't have to clean the room the same way. Well, it speeds up your process by about four yeah. times right away, just like that. Right. Because if you can only do one male safely per cycle, then, yeah, you're limited by right. that one Is this male. the link you gave me? Yeah. Okay, cool. I'll just make sure. And, uh, and so we also have bigger bags for male collection, right? So we have bags literally the size of your body, the size of a tent. Uh, we've even done small, like, greenhouse size. We get them however What would want. you need the size of your, like, what kind of tree would that be? Well, it's people that are popping open like that but don't want it getting out, right? So you just do them in sections. Mm -hmm. So you have whole plant bags, but wow. these are what I use as called branch bags, right? Because you're literally shoving it on a branch. Mm -hmm. They come in all sorts of different sizes. Essentially, you want to... Get the bag cut to the right size, trim off all the fan leaves, you know, ha whenever you're recommending that it's time to pollinate. Mm -hmm. 
slide the bag on after you've Q-tipped it, close it up, it's sealed, it's not going out or in. And uh, how, many, how long you keep it on for? 24 hours? I mean... I mean, shit really happens fast. So technically right. speaking, it's, it's you could pull it off in a, a couple hours and be pretty satisfied that you nailed everything. You know, and that's where I'm not going to consider myself an expert breeder. I'm, I'm an How sweaty breeder. do they get? I mean, they have... That's all about trimming off the fan leaves, right? Mm-hmm. If you're giving it a good trim, they don't get sweaty. They're, they're literally designed for this, so they get excellent vapor. Mm-hmm. You still get about, like, 60% light transmission. Mm-hmm. But then you can also get it without a window, and without the window, they get even less sweaty. Okay, so the window makes it worse because it's just more more plastic in there. But Um, I haven't had any issues. So, uh, and you just keep them on for twenty four hours, or I mean, all of all of my guys have different ideas about that, and that's where like yeah, I mean, me personally, I've been leaving it on for like three to five days. Okay, I don't know if you need to. I think I think it pretty much. I mean, it's a lot like getting high, right? Like, how long you got to hold the hit? Do you have to hold it forever? <laughs> or or can you just, like, exhale and be high? Because it doesn't, it, it doesn't really take much. Like, it, all the exchanges right. happen really rapidly. Yeah, I mean, it's a fertilization process. And right? the whole, like, holding your breath is probably just hyperventilating, right? We know that. It's like, that's pretty obvious because you could pretty much hold your breath and get that little bit of a, <laughs> of a buzz anyway if you really needed to. Right. Um, but with the... When when pollen hits when it hits the stigma of the planet, it happens like instantly. It's like it's like. Yeah, I mean, it's definitely a, like a couple hours. Because you know, process. there's light. Like there's light whenever there's that fertilization, mm-hmm. like with anything. We don't see it because yeah, it's so I mean, fast. But there's like this pulse of light. Let's say. Sure. So it's that quick, like an electrical charge. Like you touch that, boom, go hit. It hits that. You know, you can think it moves that fast, as fast as it can. You know, because once it hits, and then you see the. Like one go brown, you know you right. You, you do see it go it, brown, but not as fast as it takes. I don't think, and, and I think if you leave right, it and that's there, what I'm wondering. It's like, well, you might be creating the, the brown and the sweat <laughs> once you get them wet. Sure, they get because the problem is too. You don't want to get your pollen wet ever. Right, right. that's like the number one curse. Yeah, sterilize it. So yeah, it'll just it instantly. So if you get too sweaty, it might right. be counter counter. Honestly, might be counter- we're still getting really good yields like thousand seeds of branch obviously you can't reuse them because you know it would be so i mean the company says that yes you can reuse them there are washing instructions okay um you know they will stand up to an autoclave uh really but i don't reuse them i mean they're fairly cheap they're like seven bucks a bag okay for me it's insurance like don't reuse them yeah, sort of like condoms, right? Don't try to reuse them. Let's like hope they're um, a little more reusable than that. No, but they they do they uh, they do have a waxy-ish kind of vibe to them. Huh? They do. And uh, so you said four dollars for those. I mean, was it I think they're like seven six or seven, six bucks, or seven bucks for those. And then what's the uh, what's the humongous ones goes for the plants? Oh, I mean, like we make tents that are like one hundred fifty bucks for a, a decent sized tent, or mm-hmm. you know up to thousands of dollars for like do this whole room nice can hold oh yeah so basically whatever you really want yeah really whatever you want it's all about the lead time right Mm because it's this is literally manufactured these these people have been in business i want to say like 75 years something like that nice she the the girl who runs it now she bought it from her family so she's you know holding up that tradition what's the big what's the biggest use like which which crop uses them the most that you think do you know I know they do a lot of palm oil. Uh, 
I know they do a bunch of corn and some wheat and okay. I'm I'm not too up on all that. Yeah, I just was wondering what what crop would use them the most or who's doing the most breeding really that. Right. It's it's a lot of palm oil. Hmm. And uh have you uh got any kind of deals on and obviously there's all up and down the scale as far as oh, yeah. numbers and things and Yeah, I mean if you're buying you know, 100, 200, 300 bags, you're getting discounts for sure. Cool. And then, uh, yeah, and these guys, like you said, they're doing all sorts of uh, crops. Yeah, I mean, you can see on this website. Like, it literally has every size that you that they make, like, in stock. With eyes, too. You can get them with eyes. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. Now we're talking. Um, well, cool. That's actually something. Yeah, because we talked about it a while ago. You asked yeah. me about it, and I was like, sure. And obviously, as and two starter guys, there's also never. these little bags that some of the guys that are buying them from me are using them for like seed drying and seed storage. Mm-hmm. These little minis. I don't know. Mark can scroll down a little bit. Right, Mini two Ds. Yeah. So guys are using these little guys. These are like, I think a buck or something. It's the same material with same material, and guys are using them for seed drying. Now, I haven't I haven't done that myself, but okay, that that's what some of these return customers are doing. Yeah, because it probably breathes really well. And exactly. I mean, that's the thing when you do produce seeds, especially when you do a lot of seeds, there's a lot right. of moisture still in there, and people fuck up and seal them off Mold too them. quick and then yeah. wonder why they go dark. And like, oh, they're really, really dark. And yeah, they're dead. Right. They fucking died and they suffocated. Um, so you got to treat them like kind of like just like cannabis, like two, you know, 10 days is sort of like the minimum. And at that point, yeah, it's you, a curing, could, you right? could seal them up in around 10 days, but you should let them go a little bit longer. And you'll notice that they get waxier. Like at first, they they'll do. look a little bit dull, especially if you pull them out too early. And then they look like it's kind of weird, dull sheen on them. And then if uh, once they've, you take the same ones out six months later, and they're all boom, you know, bright, waxy, which is what you want when you're producing seeds. So um, you working with any, any uh, these are in use by any any breeders like short or any of those guys using them or so i i tried to hit short up about using them i had uh one of the breeders at the farm in boulder he was using them he was really enjoying them mm-hmm. uh of course i've given some to jason not sure if he actually ever used them or not <laughs> right um but you know the the few customers that that we've really had by large orders they come back for more you know yeah i think it's a super useful product especially like i said people who are into breeding and want to do more than one. And this is like kind of one of those stories that you kind of explain to people just to get them to understand, you know, like a few of the concepts of, of breeding in general is <clears throat> the fact that you can do more than one on one plant. Right. That's and my I, whole thing. And I've explained it to people before and, you know, it, it, it blows their, it like it totally opens up their mind. We're like, oh, okay, I get it now. It's not just like, you know, random <laughs> and hoping for the best and hitting, right. you know, it's like actually trying is to hit all the key, like just trying to push all the scientifically. N- yeah. Just keep narking, you know, narking off like what doesn't work really right? to narrow it down to something that does work. And the best way to do that is to have more males than one. And then you can get a few different things and then you'll select from that. Yeah. S- then you get to pheno hunt for days. That's the fun part. Yeah. That's my favorite part. And it's the, you know, it's the most interesting part of growing because it does, it is kind of like, it's, bu- it's very satisfying to see a big large scale operation that's all perfect and the clones are all the same and everything's oh, yeah. on time. But then it's also 
it gets old fast because it's like at a certain point you're like oh my god bring out just a whole room of this one thing you know especially back when it was just black oh. market shit and you'd be like all right. right i'm already tired of smoking it before i've even got it started yeah. and i want f- you know selection so when you're it is fun to pheno hunt just to a to have the all sorts of selection going on to get to that point right and then you get to go grow something special right you know that's that's what i'm all about is i just want to grow weed that's special right well it's it's and it's interesting too how people grow stuff that they like and then sometimes it's correct and sometimes it's some weird (laughs) like just we have a weird palette you know but for the most part for sure at a certain point you sort of like realize that you know there's a certain um you hit all the when you do hit all the numbers right a lot of times the expression from three different strains all kind of ends up in the same zone it does and you're like oh okay it's just getting to there you know sure there's a lot of flavor fuck-ups in between for sure um, so I know you got to go in a little bit. We also... Oh, yes. Shit, don't forget. Can't forget about Bongathon. Bongathon is what, next week? Yeah, next weekend. So it'll be Friday, Saturday, next week. Yep. So I'm going to Indo Expo, so there's actually two two tickets to hang out with this guy, basically. To hang out. Hang out with me and a lot <laughs> of cool industry people. Uh-huh. Um, it's invite only. It's a camping event. Live music. Um, some years there's free beer. Um, I went a couple. I went like maybe four years ago. I think it was or something. Uncle Stoner's doing a squash off. It's oh funny. Jesus! We were, we were probably at one of the same bongathons and didn't even. Yeah. Oh my, man! My we're band played at that like twice in a row or something like that. Yeah. I went there, um, and I think I we won first place on one of the the, the four man the relay. Yeah, the, the and that was the relay. It was There's a hookah. the hookah. Yeah, the four man hookah, hookah thing. And it was just because that's like my favorite. Because I had a torch. Nobody else had a torch. I was like, right. you guys. Uh, I was like, what? So I everybody uses we were there at the same year because I remember hearing about that. <laughs> that's hilarious. And I was like, that's what? Nobody's funny. got a torch. Can I use this? Yeah. I was like, there oh, are no <laughs> rules in hookah. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like yeah, winner. Gone. Like of course. Yeah. But also the t- it was like training people because nobody w- everyone was trying to hit on it at the same time and I was like you can't do that it's got to be like a team because right. if you don't you're just fighting each other and no one's gonna hit so like right. I was like you know doing like the thing like uh, like you're on a boat or something where you're like getting everybody in Rome. rhythm you're like this <laughs> 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 yeah, and sure. then I had the torch and then we fucking crushed it I was like boom yeah so anyway fun event it's gonna be fun it's, it's a always event. a chill what is I always year? had a great Good time. What was this? What is this year now? The what? These are two guest passes. So no, no, not this. What year is it? Those are they're tw- oh they're like them. They're thirty thirty fourth, thirty sixth, thirty sixth. One of the, and I had my friend of mine. We've so been going for like four years. I think this is our third year to sponsor. My friend Tony from Soccer Mother Seeds used to have a T-shirt back in Amsterdam in the nineties, and he was wearing that, and yeah. it was like all you know tie-dyed, falling apart already. So and it was already like. 10 years old at that and time. I bet it was like he had five an years. awesome story behind it. Oh, yeah. He was from Nebraska, and it was like, you know, the it was exactly what it was back in the day. It was super secret. You had to know somebody right. to know somebody. There was no internet. You couldn't right. fucking, like, just get, you know. Nowadays, it's like it's definitely, you know, it's less. legitimized ex- now. It's less I mean, exclusive in the sense that, you know, it's you could. It's still invite you, only, but it is a permitted event. Damn um, permits. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, so we're. We're in the clear, you know. We're following all the rules, mm-hmm. doing what we're supposed to do. 
Well, hopefully not everything you're supposed to do. Hopefully there's some we overlap. Have fun. There's some overlap. So how are we going to do a giveaway? Tell us how to do it. Come on. What can we do? We need Now we need the, What do we have? To, this is where the animal noises and all that stuff comes in. <laughs> Make your best. We get, yeah. so, so figure it out. We're going to have a call in. It's uh, 720-310-8237. Uh, uh, how about what are you gonna do? the pers- first person to call in and name his company? No. No? I don't know. That's a little cheesy. It's too easy. Let's see here. Let's come uh, on now. It's, can we get a little more? Get a little more. See, this is the problem. I can't ever think of these things. This is yeah. like the one thing I, because I hate. I'm not good at contests. We're the worst. We're, I, think, I, I think it's a stoner thing. I think it's a stoner thing because we know it sucks mm. and like we're all against anti. So it has to be something really dumb. <laughs> or else it's not even fun to do, in my opinion. Right. Um, so we used to do animal noises in the back you get in the past. So I mean, we can. Maybe I'm, I'm interested. And in we've already noises. seen. We we already know that Tony Baloney's working on his because he's uh-huh. he's already said earlier, like, oh, yeah, it's gonna be animal noises, bro. I know it. So I'm interested. Be, that's always fun. Um, but then again, we have to like all agree that it's awesome, and we have to come up with a good animal. Like, actually, I got to hear in Florida. <laughs> Did you ever hear the fucking the uh, iguana fucking noise they make at night? Like, no, that's a good one, but nobody here knows it probably. I don't Damn it! I sure I don't. Definitely it's, don't know it's, it. It's it's weird. You're like, what the fuck was that? Those are iguanas. You're like, no. All right, can't do iguanas. Um, <laughs> Not enough unanimous decision will go around. Uh, let's see here. Oh Give Jesus! Me two oh here. Jesus! Let's see. We need like a you need like a generator or like a fucking contest generator <laughs> just like to hit how about it. if they can name three of the competitions that are going to be at bongathon and you can get it at the bongathon website if you can find it that's legit i do know at least three of the i got six of them right here so okay oh, okay well there you go bam that's yeah. there you go it's a bongathon it's a fucking question even so how call long point, yeah. how long point was that three of them they Easy. do have to be 21 or older to get in. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You, you do have to be 21 in order to call in, and I'm gonna put up the uh, studio number. So, yeah, you flash it. I'll say it again: seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven. Call in three events at Bongathon. Wins two tickets, which are VIP super mega tickets, I think, right? No, nah, they're nah, guest passes. Swag. <laughs> no, they're <laughs> legit. They're like a hundred dollar tickets. Oh, fuck, but they're cool. They're, they got the lent- <clears throat> the lenticular design in there. Going that is on. correct. Yeah, you like that? It's got a lenticular. You and win a lenticular. When you laminate. show up at the gate, they'll give you uh, a lanyard after they check your ID. And like I said, you get to hang out if you're cool. I mean, if you're not cool, you don't get to hang out with nobody. But no, yeah. you should be. We would assume you are. Uh, three events at Bongathon. That's all I got to do. Call in to win. It's not that hard. We'll see. If not, if you're not, going. Mark's going. Mark's going. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> That's it. I'm actually going to be in Dylan that weekend. Really? Yep. Everyone's doing Son something. Son of a gun. It's one of those rough weekends, I think. Yeah. Um, so you, uh, you, you're doing some projects outside of Colorado, you said before. You got, what's, your, what's your favorite? What's, what do you think sort of the area that's... What's my favorite? Like the one that I have dreams about? Yeah. That's the one in Greece. Oh, nice. So that, that's a good one. Come. Yeah. And that's real. It's real, but it's hard, man. And we've been working on it for like three years. Yeah, Greece is definitely one of those uh, places where I'm sure getting anything actually done, it must be 
a huge, <laughs> a huge mess. Yeah. It, and, and then uh, at the same time, is there any is there any kind of thing going on there? Like, uh, there's there's uh, some licensing going on, and we're well poised for that. Um, is there any kind of medical scene, scene though, or no? Like, not yet. I mean, that's what they're about. That's what they're in the process of creating. Okay, so there, but there's like obviously some grassroots. There's some grassroots movements that have. That's what's really pushed the legislation. Actually, one of the members of our team presented to the government, um, and and like this whole spiel, and convinced them that this was a good way to go. Well, it would be for them. I mean, it's like it's. Uh, it's they, they need the economy, and yeah. it's it's. And at one time, and EU, at one time, so northern Greece was a big hash producing region. It was like one of those things where. Sure. It's not known at all for it anymore, and but I'm sure there's pockets of people still doing stuff. But there Has was a, there was a sort of time period where that was the shit. You know what I mean? So, right. reclaim that shit right now. You gotta come back. Trying to Spartans, they must come back. I talked. I talked to the guy today, yeah. and I mean, well, Greece would be dope. He's uh, he's trying. So you um, you be in the mainland or the islands? Or the islands, yeah. Island fever will kick in. <laughs> but I'm excited about it, but like I said, we've been working on it for three years. So it's, uh, you never know how long it's going to take to get there. So not even Tony Bologna's calling in? Well, something's wrong. I had, yeah, because every time I tried to call in earlier, it was giving me a busy signal. What? Yeah. Oh, my God. Busy it's, signal. Yeah, it's saying that it's busy, but it's not the busy, I don't know. So, so we, have a, we have a Florida. This is a mega flargo. All right. Uh, so <laughs> first person to email it to. Or first person to type in a chat. They're already on no. it. I can't believe nobody's thrown it up there yet. Um, I, I don't. I just don't know why our number isn't working. What is going have on? We, we need that for the next uh, the next part of the show. So we'll have to. We'll have to. Yeah. Come up with the process. Come up with the thing. Figure that. Or they can just call in by Skype. I guess. Right. Yeah. So. Um, oh, reactivate. What? That's scary. Reactivate. Oh no. Sorry. Um, so you're good. Temporary numbers. Oh Jesus! What do we, <laughs> what do we not pay now? <laughs> I don't know. I know uh, the feeling. Have we not paid the bill? I don't know. I don't know. Probably not. <laughs> would be my suggestion. It could happen. Okay. Would you like to do that real quick? Um, yeah. You know, classically, I was like, as I left my car, I was like, oh, I'll just leave all my cars in my car. <laughs> so I do that okay. all the time. Just leave your whole wallet. Back like, seat of the car. Grab my thing. Okay, cool. We'll have to do that on the side. Dang. Pay okay. bills Good on the piece. show live. This is a major nice. thing. You get to go see yeah, inside of a... I don't think so, but okay, cool. yeah. Backseat, backseat, back seat, you'll see it, little metal thing. <laughs> and nice. uh, yeah, it's uh, the it's the rough and tumble world of podcasts and cannabis, man. And cannabis and bills Sh- and bills. Bills so cannabis podcast. They don't they don't even want to go in the same <laughs> <laughs> sentence together. No, uh, it's tough out there. Yeah, it's rough. It's rough. So anyway, uh, sorry for anybody who's trying to call in and hear heard a busy signal. You are don't be. You're not you're not alone. Yeah. Just uh, when when uh, MTI pays the bill, we'll we'll reenact the uh, the whole thing. The contest, the, so uh, everybody be ready. <laughs> it's a win-win. Here we go. 
All right, so live. Let's see if we can live. Nobody, nobody, nobody takes go live. Nobody man. takes a, a screenshot off the other. Yeah, right. I got it. I got it. I got Adam's credit card. <laughs> <laughs> it's not worth shit. It's my right. That's my debit. What's that? Do you want to do every month? Or? What? Oh, just fucking pay it up for the. You pay. No, no, just every. Three is fine. Yeah, do, okay. do that. Do that. Get us. Get us so we forget about. So th- about three months from now on the air, we should be forgetting <laughs> to, to pay <laughs> our bill. Happen <laughs> It'll happen again. I guarantee. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, oh shit. Yeah. Oh shit. This is all live on the air. No, <laughs> you guys are just seeing it. Okay. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> no, we weren't that stupid. Yeah. But you can see it. Well, I am clearly. Yeah, you're you're photographing. Yeah, my, my yeah. You're like finally, honey. The show was so worth going on it. Yeah. I got Adam's. I got Adam's credit card number. We can we can ride another few months. We're gonna we're gonna <laughs> go to dinner. Right. <laughs> I don't even know if you could do that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm wondering if this this incredible eighteen dollar bill will even like clear. <laughs> I feel like denied. Uh, so. So people can, we well, might as well just throw out your uh, your email stuff and things like that. In case you have to leave at five thirty exactly, because you're already yeah, I'm already ten minutes late. Exactly. So, so good. what's your what's the best uh, email or so sales at forbiddenfruitsupply dot com mm-hmm. and seven two zero four nine eight zero two six zero. Sweetness and uh, yeah, these bongathon tickets are available. The I'm bill, leaving them with you. I'll yeah, I'll take care of it. Um, if for some reason our bill doesn't get paid because my card is dead, nope, got it done. It's a du- it went through. Holy oh, shit! All right, we'll see what happens. Let me uh, see if I can call in now. Yeah, well, t- well, hopefully somebody else calls in before you. That's how. That right. That then that would be. Uh, or March just s- slightly satisfying on the on the, the thought that at least one person's listening that has a. F- <laughs> boom. That's you. It's working. The lines are open. Go lines ahead are open. and give a call. <laughs> <laughs> boom. Oh man, that was see that was some stress shit right there. MTI pulled through as as usual. Hey, nice operator. Like how that works. Hey, um, hey. So that's the best way to get in touch with you. Tickets are available. Three events at Bogathon. Just call in. Yeah. Seven two zero three one zero eight two three seven. A now working line that doesn't go busy. Did it say we suck and it w- and they haven't paid their bill? No, they should do that, and then people right. will pay their bill way right. faster. Exactly. Like if it was busy, it's like I don't know. Maybe I'm just super busy. <laughs> yeah, that's what I thought. I was just like, yeah. you're actually enhancing their profile, making them look <laughs> like they're real busy. Right. Where it should just be like, this douchebag didn't pay his bill. Don't even try to call him. Call him on his yeah. Facebook. Loser. Boom. Bam. I would pay your bill every time. Be like, ah. Oh, so it probably know. would make a difference in like me paying my bill on time. You'd be so humiliated every time people yeah, someone tried to call you and that that popped up. You'd be like, "Dude, I tried to call you and said you're a douchebag. I <laughs> didn't pay your right. bill." I'd be like, "Fuck." They could write that in the contract pretty easily, and I think everyone would sign it where it says, we have the no right. No one would even read it. We have the right to ex- <laughs> express our thoughts <laughs> and directly to your friends through text messaging and or messaging right right so forbidden fruit garden supply i have it up on the screen right now sweet nice nice uh so anyway i want to don't want to hold you back cool um so i know you're already in trouble so you're gonna leave those with me obviously so i have a couple bags to play with that's good thank you (laughs) some bags you know take some pictures and like even if it's actually perfect timing because if you have negative feedback tell me like don't be afraid you know i don't want to that's how i can make improvements what i'll do i think maybe for fun is i will 
two, because there's three there? I think there's four. Four. One, two, three, four. Okay. Uh, if you have like a serious thing. Well, I'm going to do a couple days. Give me a count. I'm going to do like an interval between a 20, like a, I'm going to try a one oh, hour. I'm going to try saying. like a one hour. Just like, fuck it, one hour. And then I'm going to do a 12 hour and a 24 hour. And then uh, fucking leave it. So what are you going to do after you take it off? Are you just going to let it? I just well then I'm gonna wash them down. Okay, that's what I was asking. Yeah, so then that's I'm gonna wash them down with some water. So then I kill everything else that might have been there. Right. And then I can just put it back in. I really wonder how that goes. Yeah, exactly. I think that'll be interesting to see, and because you'll know if it's a waste of time to leave it for two days. Yeah. When you could just do it in an hour, that'd be yeah, that'd be crucial. Because I think it should, but it, you know, it's you gotta. Uh, well, I've only got four to do, so I'll figure it well, out. Well, if you need more. I'm happy to contribute to a real experiment. That's how you get more things, kids. See, it's all, it's all about proving <laughs> the science, though, right? No, no, for sure. Uh, so I'm look, I look forward to that. And uh, next time we'll get Samantha on the show. Yeah, we'll have an empty chair. Next here. time I'll probably be the babysitter, and she'll come on the show. Oh, that's even better. Even even yeah. better. That's what I was hoping. I was like, she's good looking, and you don't have to look at me. No, no, exactly. <laughs> I wanted you as a team on here. Is what I wanted. That was that was that would be ideal. Yeah. We'll get a babysitter. Because then she can give you the nudge every so often. Or ha- we oh, have she someone. Does. She'll kick me under the table. Whoever's yeah. babysitting, we can have them call in. Whatever, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or we can do a live. Yeah, we'll do a live, live feed. Live feed yeah. to the kids. Oh, we so can do that. And you're like basically all babysitting. I'll be like the guy on the news <laughs> with the kid in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. It's funny, though, when I was doing my old shows at my old house, it would happen all the time because he'd be just on the sides and I'd be like trying to get the show over. And by the by at least 10 times where he'd kind of come in on the sure. show. And I'm like, we're all smoking weed. It's not the best <laughs> time to jump on the show, kid. Sure. So and the show's over, you know. So right, but uh, yeah, you know, it's rough. Awesome, it's man. rough being in this business of raising a kid, but we know. How Take you it do. easy, bro. Yeah, thanks, man. Shane Hudo. Peace, everyone. Later. Yeah, Horticulture Solutions. Thanks for coming on. You got all his info. It's on been on the on the show, um, and then we got like about we're gonna do the shout outs now, and then we're gonna have calling in uh, James from or John from uh, Fidus. Perfect. So I'll text him and tell him 15, which is here. So I'll say 15 to him. And then uh, we'll start our incredible, our incredible, anticipated, highly anticipated by everybody. Shout outs. Shout outs. Oh my God. People are like, just like, ugh, taking off their headphones. Everyone's yeah. taking their headphones at the same time. Yeah. Fuck this guy and his stupid ads. Well, <laughs> got to do it. It's part of the deal. Yeah, totally. Uh, right out of the gate, Mr. Our, our buddies over at New Millennium who uh, did their giveaway. Hopefully that all went smoothly. I don't know. I had some other, fr- <laughs> had some other friction in the uh, giveaway department. So, talk about that later when i get to the sponsor uh but newmillenniumnutrients.com uh check their website out they've got their their calculator and uh, all the products on on uh, that, that you need to uh, click away uh, click away from all the details but they've got a bunch of standalone product all, all their products are standalone technically but uh you know there's a few that i love uh the ruby uh which is a fulvic product which is like nine inputs of fulvic acid so you're talking like covering every base possible and uh their winter frost which is a finishing product uh just kind of like takes your plants from th- and the decision between those two products i think they're, they're like 
give you that kind of control on your on your plants, which is nice. And uh, see, there's my kid trying to get in touch with me now. Mm-hmm. As we as we do the show, um, he heard. He must have heard live. He's like, "What? He yeah. wants me on the show?" Yeah, right. Uh, the uh, the guys over at New Millennium are all growers and all old school, like the, the original people that are doing the formulation for them are some of the masters from back in the day when there was literally two or three different product lines out there. They're the guys who put those together. So lots of experience and it's also like no frills, you know, and they can do anything, any size. So if you have a large scale production or if you have small in-home production, you can do all, take care of all those. Go to newmillenniumnutrients.com. If you want to drop them a line, tell them you want the done deal. Uh, they'll send you out a little pack, I'm sure. I'm sure, because, you know, there's only, like, three people that actually do that, right? Because right. if they won't even call in for fucking Bongathon tickets. Yeah. At, th- at 720-310-8237, if you're in Colorado or in the area and you want to go to Bongathon next week, you just got to call in on the show, which actually works now because we paid our bill. Yeah. Proved, proving the Adam Dunn show pays its bill only when it asked <laughs> never 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 on its own never preemptively no just like no. What? what it's off that's how that's how we do uh, yeah you can add, like I said done deal newmillenniumnutrients.com next Incredibles Boom. on the show last two couple weeks ago we had Derek and uh, Max on the show you can go back and check that out uh Incredible company, obviously, for the name like Incredibles, better be incredible. Uh, but they are. Uh, they they put out just consistent, which is what you want in an edible uh, products that are taste good, work, are you know uh, all labeled properly, which is I mean, each and every individual piece has its own uh, dosage on it. So they've covered all bases and uh, they also have pens extracts uh, they grow their own in-house and you know that that's the most important part about being consistent is having your own uh, products that you know every time so you'll know your ratios and you'll know what's going on um, and uh, you go to iloveincredibles.com if you want to check their website out and check their store finder their drops where their stuff's at all those things you uh Take a look there. We have been told there's a done deal coming soon. We don't. We haven't. It didn't get quite clear what it was, mm. did we? It was just a mystery. Was it a mystery? Sort of got a little hint about it. Kind of maybe. Yep. Yeah, it was complicated. S- yep. It was a whole. It was rigmarole. a little complicated. It was a rigmarole. <laughs> well, we will. I, I think it's a uh, f- about a new product that's coming out. Oh, that was what it was. Yeah. yeah I don't remember mm-hmm. my old shows ever, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> the. Uh, yeah, just check out that show if you want to. It's a couple shows ago with Derek D. Money, and uh, it's the Cannibal Update. And Cannibal went, went well, since I wasn't really here when that all went down. Oh, yeah. A little update about that at nice. the end. I'll do an update about that later on. Cool. Um, so, yeah, com. Tell them we sent you if you ever get a chance to, uh, if you see them at a drop or something like that. And uh, keep an eye on them for innovating new products, which done deal be applying i've been told yeah and also our buddies at build soil jeremy and crew over there putting you know the pedal to the or the rubber to the road really when it comes to growing laying down foundations with good um root amendments uh soil 
uh, custom soil blends, uh, in-house blends, also all the IPM products that you might need. You go to buildasoil.com or you go to 855-877-SOIL if you want to talk to somebody. And again, the whole crew that's over there, they're all super knowledgeable and uh, they all grow themselves so they know what's up. And uh, you can sort of learn no-till growing where people, you know, start, it's, again, it's like, you know, cooking properly with these guys. You, you get the right ingredients. It makes everything so much easier. You know, you start working with stuff that's not really made for what it is, and you wonder why you have a hard time. So if you're into living soil or any kind of no-till growing, things like that, you want to talk to these guys and start from, from their material if you want to, you know, I mean, obviously you want to start with a lot of your local stuff too, but yeah. for the most part, when you work with these guys, you know that they're they're on the same page. As I'm you. actually taking a look at their uh, YouTube page. I never clicked on it, and yeah, and it's yeah, they have stuff from like three months ago. Really cool. It yeah. looks like organic uh, soil type of tutorial type stuff. Yeah, and then also like uh, EM5 and EM1 and all these products that are, you know, just kind of simple to do yourself, but at the same time. You can get it direct from them, or you can get instructions online about how to make those products at home yourself. Um, and they're all just, you know, plant cleaners and uh, things that you need along the way to sort of run a nice, clean, stable place. So go to buildasoil.com, and if you contact them, tell them you want the done deal. Who knows? You know, if he's swamped, if he comes in and there's just a pile of done deal inquiries, yep. Jeremy will take care of them. So, yeah, they're... Uh, Going to be on the show soon enough. I think he was coming over here for some sort of show, so we'll see. Hopefully, I'll be around and we can get him in the studio. I don't think we've ever had him in the studio. Been on the show like 10 times. I think we've yeah, he's it. only called in as far as I know. He's a voice to me. <laughs> and funny yeah. enough with him, I have another Jeremy in my head that I just automatically have talking to me when, he, when he talks to me on the phone. Oh, because that's funny. His voice sounds enough <laughs> like that other Jeremy, but in a way, I, I can't separate them. It's weird. Yeah. And then I didn't see him until years, years later. And I was like, yep, never going to be able to put the face to the, to the voice for a long time now. That's so funny shit. Even when we talk on the phone, I still think of the other Jeremy. It's <laughs> like, I was fucking like, I can't. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> and then I see him and I go, oh, yeah, looks totally not like that guy. That's uh, yeah, but good guys over there, like I said, uh, on the Western Slope also, best place for Colorado besides the San Luis Valley where two's at. Those yep. are the two spots. So next we got greenfarms.co growing out of uh, Colorado Springs with their their no-till uh, medical cannabis, which is awesome to see because it's like one of the few people here in Colorado that sort of taking that leap. And they also have a shop in Louisville, which is called Green Farm Seed, Feed and Seed. And there you can pick up all their products, um, like their uh, buffalo products and their roster rooster and rusted worms. And uh, now they're delving into the mushroom world. So right up our alley, greenfarms.co. Um, check them out. As always, done deals. And... Uh, if you live in Colorado Springs and you have a medical card, check out their their, their uh, shop there. And if you have, if you're interested in growing, check them out over there in Louisville. And if you're also go online, check out the website. You can see where they're going to be because they're moving around, doing all sorts of big movements, big movements over there. So, greenfarms.co, and uh, done as always, done deals, right?
and our buddies in Barcelona, Trejour. If you're in, if you're in Barcelona and you want to go to a good, comfortable spot, you go see our friends over at Trejour. It's T R E S O R. You can uh, go online and just look them up, and you will see that you can, they're Googleable. Put it that way. You can jump in a cab, show it to them, get dropped off, hit the button, say done deal. This is the one place the done deal will finally feel worth it. You'd be like, ah. Oh. <laughs> I tried it so many times. It didn't work. It didn't get me nothing. And I tried it at Treasure. Man, so worth it. Uh, talk to our buddy Petey there. Tell him you came in from the show. Uh, if you're there for the first time, he can help you out, sort of guide you in the right direction. But you, you'll end up at, you'll end up pretty much at Treasure. That's been, as as MTI knows. It's a magnetic force there. It, it is great artwork. Um, some of their f- best friends from the art world, as you can see, London Police. I, they were down at the when I was in fucking Windward Walls. Got London Police had a whole whole wall there. I was like, damn, killing it. Uh, yeah, so t- take a look down there if you're in Barcelona. That's the the golden tip of the Adam Dunn show is our friends at Treasure, and of course. Guys, we're going to bring our next guest on in a few minutes. Uh, we got about six more minutes till he calls in, so we should be about perfect. Uh, SeedsHereNow.com with Mr. James Bean. Got a, he's got a letter from the CEO at the website. You may want to check that out. He's got some big, giant super sales going on because he's finally got his shit together and everything's rolling smooth. So uh, check them out, SeedsHereNow.com. Go to Seedaholics. Uh, if you, I, don't know, I, mean, I don't really see the Seedaholics link anymore, do you? Uh, let's see here. Is there a link? I don't see it. No. So I don't want to start advertising Seedaholics. If he's yeah, I don't think so. With the new account, it may all be streamlined. But he, but he does have the forum. Check out the forum with all the different breeders, except for me because I'm so lazy. I, I have no, I'm like, oh, dude, if I start, if I just never start, maybe it will just like, people will just be like, oh, yeah, Adam, just listen to a show. He's too lazy to... Because forums are rough, dude. That's like a whole world. You gotta like, so. But there is forums for a lot of the grower, a lot of the breeders there, um, and also, obviously for products, you can go directly to the breeders, see what they've got. Can, um, I'm not sure if he's doing his uh, buy one get one free his bogo sale. I think yep, he is. They Bo- are right here. Bogo Bogos. sales going. Bogos are going down twenty four seven. Fat boy and Sage Master. Oh shit. One oh eight eighty eight. Damn. Boom. <laughs> First one. Boom, right out of the gate. Okay, so they are bogoing out. Yeah. Uh, see it here. If you go to their uh, website and you check out uh, things that you want and you get onto that cart, you go to the uh, coupon code, you punch in done deal. Boom, done deal. I believe boom. 15%. Uh, so get in there, check them out. Uh, you don't even have to say you need the done deal because you can type it in. Because it is online, because it is dot com. Uh, again, they're going to bring us our next guest, so thanks for that. And as always, bringing us the best of readers that they have under their little stable they have going on, which is about thirty plus. And <coughs> again, the the yes. finest of the fine. No oh. little stable. That's a lot of good breeders. All vetted. All vetted. Well, yeah, just all industry standard people that are mm-hmm. like kind of under one roof makes it a lot easier. Um, and, 
we'll have James Bean, man on the scene. He's in Mexico right now, I think, or I should say somewhere like that. So Somewhere like that. <laughs> somewhere <laughs> yeah. like that. Somewhere like that. Um, uh, so anyway, bad, bad. Did you call me on my cell phone? <laughs> and then last uh, one here? Of course. All right, our, our buddies at Illuminar, they uh, got got you covered, literally, with lighting. If you go to their website and check out um, all the products they have, they have everything from LEDs to ceramic, ceramic metal halides, uh, double-ended, T5s, they have it all. So pretty much anything you need, you can kind of work with them. They'll they'll map it out for you, take care. You can't tell them you need the done deal. You get maybe second rate treatment i don't know i'm not sure what you get now you'll get so you'll get get taken care of especially if you're going to be uh hopefully you're going to be doing a gigantic operation you want a ton of lights and you say you need the done deal and then i actually get some we'll see (laughs) 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 yeah do that yeah do that of course uh but yeah they've got everything from uh like i said leds and uh some of these really cool uh bar lights T-H they're calling them, right? Or no, they're, they're not even T's. Or what are they called again? The D's? D-E-H-P-S lamps? No. Oh. Those right there. LEDs. But they're the bar ones. Yep. Anyway, the top things. They're pretty pretty intense. Um, and you'll see. People want to streamline a lot of operations. Oh, shit. We got, a, we got a real call? Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the Adam Dunn Show. Hey, what's going on, Adam? How you doing? Is that John? Is that is that Fidus? Yes, sir. Hey, hey. Um, we're on the last. Um, just l- give me like two minutes while we do the last. You just hang on the line, and we're going to do our last shout out right now, and then finish that off, and then we'll get to we'll get right on on to you. Good timing. You're like oh, you're, you're like to the millisecond. Uh, all right. So we have uh, the guys at Illuminar again, covering literally all bases uh, in lighting. And uh, we did have our giveaway going that was weekly, and it got a little bit intense. We had a little bit of a backup when it came to getting them out, and we got I got a letter today from a fan that was a little bit pissed off because they didn't get their light yet. So I, I told them, don't worry, we're going to do it. It's going to happen because uh, they're definitely a good company. They just got a little overwhelmed because our winners were a little bit all over the place, and they were getting like, you know what? We gotta cost five hundred dollars to ship this light to, <laughs> and they were like, "It's a little bit. It's not making much sense." So anyway, there was a little bit of a slowdown. So hopefully, everything will get back on track. We're gonna do monthly giveaways now. Uh, the I wanted to do uh, build a soil, but we couldn't get Jeremy sort of pinned down on what what he wanted to do. We're gonna get that in the future. We're doing these Bongathon tickets today, so we have some some. <laughs> form of giveaway so anytime yes. anytime during the show if somebody wants to call in 720-310-8237 tell us three events at bongathon and they can win two tickets to the bongathon and if they don't want to call in then we're going to give them to you and you're going to end up giving them to somebody else and then that's <laughs> the way it's going to be so but uh no we will definitely get them in the hands of somebody needing them and we'll have to come up with something at the show if by the end of the show no one is called in which would be lame then <laughs> we will, I don't know, we'll figure something online or something. We'll do something. We'll, we'll come up with a plan. Right now, that's your job. You have you have one hour uh, and ten minutes. Kittle. You have one hour and ten minutes to uh, make it happen. 
All right. So uh, Illuminar, uh, IlluminarLighting.com website. Want to check their stuff out. Throw down the done deal. Tell them you heard about them on the show. And uh, again, I've got a bunch of people now trying them out, and everybody's you know super. I mean, again, they're just they're just well done lights. The guys who put them together years ago have been in the business for a long time. It's not like they, it's their. They just came out with these things uh, yesterday or whatever. But they they they've been in the game a long time, and they put out a lot of and actually quality products where you know there's just certain ballasts out there that actually survive through everything and there's other ones that just boop they pop out real quick and you know obviously it's going to go with the efficient ones and they actually produce those so uh we'll get them on the show in the future and we'll we'll discuss more about the companies i don't want to i don't want to say nothing about nobody since they're not in business anymore i don't know their another deal but let's move it on to our guest calling in from uh from where is exactly in oregon yet portland oregon you're in portland you're in the actual you're in a beautiful little spot it's kind of like yeah. doesn't it's not like it's not like downtown portland or something it's definitely in a, uh, no, it's a yeah yeah it's in Multnomah village which is like the center kind of center of portland up on the hill like behind lhsu so up, up more in the neighborhoods versus being down in the city Sure, and the and the the name of your spot is Fidus. Uh, what's behind the name? Fidus PDX. Do you have the name Fidus though? What does that where does that come from? Uh, Fidus uh, Achates. It's a it's a story that uh, my partner Tyler shared with me when we were uh, younger, and uh, just has to do with uh, being faithful. And so we've kind of translated that to the plant Fidus, faithful, loyal follower of the plant. You know, Fidus PDX. Uh huh. Fight family farms. Cool. And uh, and you guys, when I left, when I was at your shop, you guys are on your op- literally on your opening day, right? Yeah, that was literally our exactly. That was our opening opening weekend. It was uh, pretty cool. Pretty cool experience. Yeah, it's uh, it was it was you know timings. So that's basically uh, a year's time to the T almost, right? Like, I mean, we're talking next week was the time. It was kind of the same show, similar time frame, or what was that? What, what, do you remember what the date was then? Uh, our actual open date was like seven ten. Um, okay. So, so been, it was, uh, you've been open like a month. A bit. Yeah. You've been open for a few months at yeah. that time. So, um, yeah. And, uh, you, you, you guys were doing organic at the time too, right? Like hundred percent. Oh Yeah. Yeah, no, we run everything out of our micro-tier operation in North Portland, so the grows within the city of Portland as well. Um, it's the micro-tier 2, 20 lights, indoor flower, all done by hand. Everything is organically cultivated. There's no bottled nutrient lines used. It's every it's a one-of-one methodology. Sweet. And uh, and what, what do you guys start with? What was your original sort of like heavyweight things that you started with, or was there like any kind of flagship strains that you uh, came out of the gate with? Uh, when we came and, you know, kind of came out from the Oregon medical to rec scene, uh, we uh, found a keeper phenom of the quantum kush, of course, which I know you've had from us. Mm-hmm. Um, and that strain has been really crucial to uh, the building of our brand for sure um, it's very popular at our store it's the number one seller um, so yeah shout out to homegrown for uh, putting out those original fire genetics we've had since I think 2015 2016 okay nice 
and then and then uh, from, uh, from that one, you guys did some work to it, or you just sort of been just maintaining? Yeah, no, we've just been uh, releasing it. Uh, it's it's popular. People love it, so we're able to grow uh, enough of it. Again, it's just a 20-light indoor yeah. flower micro tree. You know, it's just uh, my partner, Tyler, and I. So he runs the store, I run the farm, and then we kind of go back and forth as need be. And, and that's just where we're at, and that's how we run it here in Oregon because it's just such a, you know, it's just a tough market to be in. So, you know, you kind of have to run it really lean if you uh, plan on making it through this, which the market has actually turned around. We're doing quite well, so we're actually quite pleased. And when you say when you and and, what, and you're kind of like telling me before that things are getting kind of like you said, like lean there and tight for for customer base and things like that. What's the uh, like? Is there some major players there that are kind of buying up everybody out, or like kind of they did here, or what's the? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't know exactly how many like mom and pop or pop and pop, you know, local orange owned spots are left. I've been trying to get that information for a while, but it's it's not that easy to get a hold of mm-hmm. um, unless people just come out and say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm local," and raise their hand and you know, kind of come forth. Because, uh, yeah, we like I I would like for everybody to be able to come together. That truly is that is that because that's kind of what has happened, unfortunately, with the Oregon market being saturated. You know, there's a lot of out of state and out of country money that's uh, running the the scene as far as retail goes and 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 commercial grows but you know i guess there's a place for everybody right yeah i mean it's it's i was saying earlier on the show that kind of oregon was one of those places that i always uh you know it kind of came out of left field it seems like because people don't realize how how good people grow there and how good things do grow there in certain areas and like the uh, the environment is 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 insanely good in some in some southern Oregon spots that are just like you know as good as it gets especially because a lot of the the, the climate seemed to have moved, moved north over the last 20 years you know like it was more NorCal which yeah. is now more southern Oregon everything's kind of sliding north it seems like um and then you guys like overgrew yourself in one year <laughs> pretty much uh kind of showed people if yeah. you what success like over success can do you know what I mean like so um what 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 do you guys do now to separate yourself? So obviously organic is good. I mean, you get people who come come out of their way for that, knowing to uh, to buy from you guys. Is that one of the main, probably one of the main points? I would think. Or yeah, absolutely. I mean, it's kind of uh, it's diverse now. Like we're actually you know really blessed and very thankful for the medical community because you know they're the ones that have been coming in as of most recent times and uh, been a big supporter. Um, and because of them, between them and then you have the rec customers, we're doing really well. Um, can't, can't really complain as far as a vertical operation goes from us. We're just now trying to figure out and secure um, our expansion plans for um, the farm so that we can come together with more than just flour, you know, processing and going, going that route. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's really comes down to quality now because uh, – when we when we stacks up, you know, it doesn't get any doesn't do any improvements for anybody. And a lot of people who are growing on mass scale, everything's getting pre pre weighed out, and you know, it's sitting on the shelf for too long. <laughs> and by the time it's and it's already overpriced, and it just loses value by the day. But you know, it doesn't the price doesn't always reflect that. So you end up with a bunch of shitty weed, which is sad because it was good at one time. It just got. <laughs> left it you know in a in a not the right conditions in the wrong place you know um 
Yeah. What What are your prices now, considering there's so much backlog and stuff? What do what, What's the wholesale sort of value value yeah, for cannabis? Wholesale, wholesale on the medical side is like twelve to sixteen hundred, and then retail. You know, you can still get. I know there's other stores that are charging. I'm pretty sure still six. And eighteen dollars a gram with the tax included. Wow. Um, our highest gram, our highest gram is fourteen, but then it goes down to six based on um, if we have older or um, you know older stock that we're sitting on that we let out. But we're actually almost sold through, so everything we have is uh, pretty soup, you know, pretty fresh, and we're just trying to catch up to so make sure that the store has enough. Um, supply that it needs so people can continue to get that fresh supply, which is part of being a micro tier, and that's part of what we do, you know, not trying to mm-hmm. blow it out and then have a crop sit there for three to six months before it sees yeah. sees a flow, you know, sees, sees the light of day. Yeah, I know. It's, it's, it's a fine line figuring that stuff out, and the thing is, it's nice when you can find the little, the little sweet spot, you know, where you get, like, your actual, you know, it's almost like never happens with a lot of things, but, you know, like certain just use just enough of that and you're like wow really got to got to the end of it before i actually fucked it up and let it go bad or whatever you know it's like it's a good it's a good feeling so when you can actually uh you know take care of all your bills and keep all your customers happy and not have that problem of product getting either you know going going in a sense bad as far as turp profile especially where you guys are is more humid more issues i mean we have more dry issues so we lose terps from the get-go <laughs> you know what i mean it just starts happening yeah and i think there right. you get a little bit of a peak and then all of a sudden you get like the bacteria kick in you know because <laughs> that's the problem with there if you're not packaged right what's your um what's your uh average customer age customer age mm-hmm. uh you know I, I i i would have to say it's you know probably 35 to 70 years old we have a, a a really nice adult crowd that comes through mm-hmm. um there's some younger generation because there's a there's a local college right nearby um it's it's in multnomah village so it's like next to a bunch of great things you can get anywhere in portland really fast um so we see all kinds all kinds of people but i would say uh you know actually more 45 to you know, 60 range probably is our, our base as far as, like, loyal customers that are coming in all the time. And uh, it's, it's really it's really great. You know, we're, we're, we're trying to build it and trying to have an educational platform for them. So, teach, you know, showing them the, the breakdown of terpenes and how they have uh, specific effects and giving them the cards and information so that they can research for themselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think, uh, you know, the... The average age just seems like nationwide is is even higher than that. I'd say it's like forty forty plus. You know what I mean? Because people are like, definitely seems like people in their and a lot of places and it seems to be more like even higher than that, like fifty five to sixty plus. You know, because that's kind of the generation that's most curious. You know, and then won't do anything until it's legal. Once they see it in a perfect little box or bag or you know, and, and then they're interested and. Now they're, and then they're the ones who get like the, 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 that's like the ones who probably benefit the most, but also get pissed off the most because they just realize I could have done that for the last 40 years. You know what I mean? Like, shit. Now I'm 70 and I yeah. just figured out I like weeds. <laughs> like, that's the worst. You know what I mean? That's like, you got a couple years to enjoy it. Um, well, so you guys, are, late than never. 
for sure. And and, and you guys are um, taking on any other locations or anything like that, or cust or or partnering up with anybody else to do that. Um, you know, I don't. Uh, we'll see what the future brings. But as of right now, it's just Tyler and I looking at some expansions. Um, we definitely have explored the options of private investment. Um, but the, the market's really, I think, uh, and Tyler would agree, you know, it's turning around. I think uh, with the exports bill on, on the horizon, yeah. hopefully the, uh, the the banking bill coming through for us, you know, that is going to help us with the 280E. Um, I, I, think, uh, I think we're going to be in a better place in three to six months, at least I'm, I'm staying optimistic for that, so... Let's talk a little uh, bit about yeah, the ex- let's definitely. talk a little bit about that export bill because that's one of those things that never in a million years I would have thought I heard that you know what I mean but like already like legal states going legal is kind of getting not boring but it's kind of like oh, okay whatever but once you heard state exporting cannabis you're like wait a minute that's fucking impossible yeah. how did that even how did yeah. that even get to the where it got because it seems to me that some um, people need to do some copying. Yeah, like, I, I believe uh, as Adam Smith or Aaron Smith from Orca, you know, um, there, there's uh, several others that I'm not, I actually don't know their names, but they got the initiative started to uh, to get this uh, exports going for California, you know, Blumenauer is definitely one of the, the people that's been helping with it. Um, if it opens up, I believe they're going to do it by railway, which is pretty interesting, Um but it would be a really cool thing to see, especially for sustainability, you know, so that way, uh, you know, not every area, I think, you should be growing cannabis. Um, it should be grown where it's sustainable and where you have readily available power and those sorts of things. So the export bill can really help um, everybody get uh, fair and, you know, high-quality access really quickly. So Yeah, for sure. No, I, it, like, the reality is, uh, and I've said it already on the show a bunch of times, like, once it's actually federally accepted and you can transport it interstate, that it's just like every other crop. Central Valley, California is going to control the biggest majority of it because it'll all get produced there cheap and get exported by train back to the East Coast and all the way in between. And, and there'll, there'll always be those pockets of guys doing craft and small, which is kind of where you guys are at right now, right? And, and that'll stay, I think. Yeah. That'll actually not go away. But those places that don't that want the price to come down and they just want to do quantity or whatever that'll probably mostly be just california i would i would think you know and and a few other states but for the most part that's going to be your 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 powerhouse sure yeah absolutely um what's uh so next week when i come up there we're going to uh Set up a studio, I assume, and broadcast live yeah. live from your from your friend's spot there. Um, yes. So we gotta we gotta try to get together a couple of the uh, local legends or something like that, and we'll we'll, we'll make that show double interesting for everybody. Uh, I'm sure you understand what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we'll do, we'll set yeah, that, yeah absolutely. We'll set that up for next. Uh, we'll set that up for next week live. Um, what what's uh you, are you guys doing anything at the show or are you just kind of cruising it or uh the indo expo yeah we got we got passes to go through i think we're just going to kind of cruise through and you know maybe attend a few things and you know just represent but uh it's uh just tyler and i so our our time is uh very limited we work 
you know, we worked really hard, so. Uh, well, the one thing you definitely. can't one thing you can't do is leave your garden too long. That's for sure. No matter what, right? So, someone's got to be on top yeah, of that. Or, or the store, or the <laughs> store. Someone's always got to be there for the store. You know. For sure. Yeah, yeah. Once you got to shop, and, and that's the thing is when I. Uh, when people would come to Amsterdam all the time, they'd be like, you know, I got better weed at home, I got better weed at home. And I'd be like, I'm sure you you do, and a few other people might, but for the most part, when you're trying to serve the public, you got to, like, it's a, like a, it's a, nice, it's a nonstop job, no matter what, you know, because you're, you're, uh, people want to have the same quality over and over again, <laughs> and that's not always the easiest thing, especially when it's, uh, you know, out of your control, when it's weather or whatever, you know, temperature swings, things like that. Um, and so if people are picky yeah. as hell, and when it gets down to the gram, you know what I mean? Everyone remember, I remember yesterday it looked like this. And like those kind of complaints from those shops back in Amsterdam are now kind of everybody's everyday thing <laughs> when you have a dispensary because people are like, uh, you know, expect the same. And it's really hard because it's a, it's a living product, you know? Um, yeah, absolutely. We have a saying, uh, Tyler and I do that, uh, you're only as good as your last grow. You know, always remind yourself of that because, you know, you can always be humbled by your garden if you uh, take it for granted. Oh, for sure. The first time, like, and, and it's, it's a rough one, too, because, like, uh, you know, you got to, like, I feel like whenever I pull myself out of bed when I'm already ready to go to sleep and then I go and do something, like, that I know I have to do, whether it be, uh, you know, figure out a timer or there's some bullshit, I could, could save the whole thing. And it's that extra little energy that you do, and then you feel better about yourself. If you don't do that when you're growing, like you don't throw down a little bit extra energy, you're probably going to fuck up. You know what I mean? Like the minute you're like, ah, I'll take care of it in the morning. The minute you say that to yourself, you fuck it all up. Like you have to get up. Once you, yeah. I feel like once, once you think it, you got to do it. You know what I mean? It doesn't matter. If you thought you left a light on, you better get up and check. <laughs> no matter if it's driving across town or whatever. Because too many times that little voice in your head is true. And... Gave yeah. you a, and it gave you a chance. You know? so? Yeah, live camera feed. That's the, the benefits of live camera feeds. For sure. I mean, it's much different now, that's for sure. But uh, back in the day when you would, like, th- that would be the worst. You know, like, you'd be like, did I turn the tap off or, like, on that, on that fucking reservoir or what? Because if, if you even think it, you better go, like, check it. Because that's, like, yeah, I've had people not go back and check themselves and come back two days later and they're like oh dude it was like fire department was there and the door was knocked in you know i was like really like one dumb mistake away from fucking it all up so i think we we all lived through those days but now everything's just about especially when you're feeding your your um, customer base it's about consistency and keeping that shit you know within a certain guideline which is hard work so hats off to you on that for sure Appreciate it. Yeah, man, we got some beasts in the garden. Some of the some of the genetics that we got from you. So oh yeah, that's true. Looking that's forward true. to seeing those come. You know, those they're, are. You know, we we got a while. Yeah, I mean they and then they. Uh, yeah, there there's some beastly plants. I remember exactly which ones you're talking about. So, yeah, we'll we'll, we'll update when they get a little bit further on. We'll get you on with that. Perfect. So, uh, Fitus dot com is it or? Oh, Fidus yeah, Fidus PDX. Okay, dot com. Yep. Yep. Nice. And uh, I'll be seeing you next week. We'll be setting up a studio over there. Uh, yeah. Hanging out. I'll be able to check some of your Quantum Kush. Whatever else you got to offer. I'll be glad to. I'll be glad to <laughs> partake. Don't worry. 
Yeah, we got the Blue Trinity, you know, with a little backstory on the Blue Trinity. We thought was the DJ Shorts True Blueberry. Um, turns out that it was actually the the Blue Trinity out of Humble is what we we're being told. Um, I've been able to rekindle uh, the the person, the relationship with the person that I got the original genetics from. So hopefully we'll know more later. But I do know that it's actually Blue Trinity. Okay. Cool, and that's in so flower. That's something that. And that's in flower also, or. Uh, actually, I well, we just recently harvested it, yeah. So we have some nice, fresh cured uh, oh, nice. flower for you. You Sweet. definitely you'll be able to enjoy that one. Yes, yeah. sounds good. Um, all right, cool. So everybody, uh, check back with us for that. Um, I'm gonna have the guys from Indo giving us a call in a minute. Uh, thanks for checking in with me, and uh, yeah, we'll keep it short and sweet and talk to you because we'll have a whole whole show at your spot next week so get your get your man yep, get your man good. get your man together and all your crazies and we'll we'll make it we'll make we'll make a show of it for sure all right sounds good we'll talk later all right thanks man peace all right so guys, so yeah fidus will be hosting the adam dunn show apparently it's a real studio so oh nice sound quality hopefully should, should be pretty good so we did have to put everything together and probably forget like two wires like dude last time was rough because they had a spot which was like inside of a metal building and so i was like mm. oh it's lots of reverberation reverberation mm -hmm. yes, a lot of it so um let me give uh, mr mike a call have him call in uh i can't believe nobody has called in yet I even put a clue at the on for the, the, the phone tickets. Maybe it's because I put a torch in a, in a water bottle and nobody, nobody realizes that things are real or they don't, can't see them in the shot or something like that. I don't know. It's real. It's real, guys. Real tickets. Mm. Guest passes. Bongathon. I would think that either my show or Bongathon would be famous enough that people would want to like to <laughs> take it. Like, like apparently I'm wrong. Apparently I'm totally wrong. So I, it doesn't make me cry. Just a little. Just a little bit. No. Uh, let's see, Mr. Mike. Mm-hmm. <coughs> Indo Expo. So they're going to be in PDX, huh? Yep. Um, you pulling them up right now or what? I'm starting to do things like that. All right, let's see. All right. See, oh yeah, probably should have sent him something, right? I got it. I'm I'm pulling up things and pulling doing it all up. That. Right, yeah, I'm gonna be out there uh, doing some some moderating. Never know what I'm doing until I get there, but it should be good. Oh man, this. Is, so uh, yeah, keep. You should do some talking. <laughs> do some what? talking. Come, come on, do some talking. Tell us about. Oh, I heard you got a guest. I heard you got your first guest. My first. Oh, <laughs> was it your first we, guest? But it wasn't our first guest. But yeah, no, we had a gal come on the show. Really? It's funny. It's well, it's funny. It's someone that I'd seen all through my years of being in a band and whatnot. Yeah. And uh, and then, like, we never talked to each other until she was on our show. So that was cool. 
Oh, that's interesting. interesting but and you're talking like if, back in the disco day, back in your disco DJ days, or no, it, no, or? my heavy metal rock and roll days. Oh, yeah. So she was a front so. row. Was she a front row chick or something? No, she was actually she was uh, the tour manager of Nonpoint. So that's her. That's uh, so that's how she was always like associated with the bands like that at that point in time. I don't know if you're familiar with Nonpoint, but. Nope, not familiar at all. Mm, all I right, so not. I did send the message to Mike, which I didn't send before, which probably he's not even calling in or thinking about calling in, but he will. Um, mm. Mike's running the uh, running all this, the moderators, and apparently I'm one of them, so he'll be my my Indo Expo master. Uh, Excellent. He, he can call in, hopefully, in a minute. Round it out. Somebody's going to call in for these Bungathon tickets. I can't believe it. I can feel it. You can feel it? In my bones. <laughs> it's coming. It's coming. Yeah. Uh, what else is happening? Let's see. The uh, I pulled up some stupid stories if we wanted to talk about you got stupid, some stupid stories. Sto- yeah, I mean, you could. They never really work. But they never really it. work. No. Okay. Um, What's this? Scientists unlock the secrets of marijuana's pain relief potential. Already? Okay. I'm just kidding. I don't know. Uh, that was not anything. <clears throat> I know. Uh, let's see. Well, we know. I mean, for pain, of course. I mean, it's it's not as good as like you know direct. It's, it's not gonna. It's one of those things. Like opioids are hard to to work with cannabis. I mean, cannabis is more of a, of a mild thing that works in the long term and is better, of course, mm-hmm. and it will work. But yeah, it's a tough. It's a tough call. Yeah. Just because they're gonna go therapy, you know, they want they want to see results. Which, I mean, um, there's, there's a, but there is probably some sort of blockage or something that comes with it. Sure. Yeah. I use it for pain relief, recovery, but yeah. Uh, hate attacks uh, Boston area cannabis store. What did that have to do with it? Vandals broke into a storefront, <coughs> converted into a legal cannabis store, and painted racist and anti-Semitic language and symbols throughout the space. This is terrible news, dude. This is bad, I know. This is like the worst news ever. Uh, bills to legalize. Does have, <laughs> have some positive news coming in this way? Bills to legalize and tax marijuana introduced in Congress. Oh, shit. Yeah, I think it's, I mean, I said two years ago, a year and some months ago, so it's going to happen, dude. Something, something major is happening. Yep. Uh yeah, I think it's it was interesting in Colorado. I mean, uh, in uh, Florida, they finally have flowers. It was weird. It was like everybody was super stoked because they didn't have flowers up until it like was all oil, right? Yeah, it was all oil, and it was all pens, and nobody, you know, it wasn't like you could go buy a big thing of oil. You just have to, you'd have to buy it all in pens, and it'd be super expensive and messy and bullshit. So apparently, now they can finally have flowers. Which congratulations, because that makes a world of difference. Um, and gets people probably much better products that actually work because then I'm sure in all those oil in all those pens people got lazy and mixed them with crap sometimes and tried to stretch it or whatever. That's weird. I taste every pen. And I'm like, ugh, it's terrible. Like, <laughs> it's very rare that I find a pen that's on yeah. point. You know, they're like, yeah, ninety percent booty. You're like, there's the incredible <laughs> pens. But yeah, of course. Yeah. I mean, incre- yeah. there's a those few here. There's a few here. Green Dot, of course. There's like yeah. there's some dependable people, of course. Sure. But yeah. but when it comes to like ever like out, like when I was on this boat, somebody's like, dude, you want to try this pen? 
ugh, like yeah. no, I'd rather have nothing. Yeah, that happened to me. Yeah, the of course. Other, on the on the last pod on my other podcast. Oh yeah. Like someone handed me one of their pens and it just looked like I was like, eh, I don't know. <laughs> well, I was on a boat, so I was like, yeah, sure, sure. Well, yeah, I went for it, but I just did a little, and it was like, oh my god. It was just then, then it was like later I go here try this one and he's like whoa it's like yeah that is like bash <laughs> like that whatever you were smoking I don't know the fuck right yeah yeah you gotta be careful on boats though and they're like a little bit you know because if they get pulled and you have any weed and it, and they're like gotcha. pulling people over left and right over there because it's like there's less of you they're slow interesting it's not like you're in a car when you're just like it's like you're they can look at everybody as they drive by, and those guys are badass because it's like Everglades, so you know it's like they you were, know, you know, it's Florida. We're in the Keys, basically, so we were like the. But it was like, that's where there's a million things happening, or yeah, totally. And those guys are like, no joke, and they'll board, you know board every boat and check all the paperwork and the bullshit a lot more than even you, you have a more of a chance there than you have probably on the road, especially if the guys. Wow, really? Like if you try to do a private thing, get all drunk and drive, you're fucked. <laughs> they'll just be like, Wham. wow, man. Because they can just kind of you know, go quickly and look at everybody, and you're all just Wham. so. Yeah, it was that's interesting. Interesting. Um, so we got nothing. We got nothing in the news. Just, it's fun. I mean, it's all crap. West Hollywood approves a cannabis cafe. That's good. Yeah. <coughs> First of its kind in the USA sounds good. Um, smoking area open. <laughs> However, it's an open air restaurant directly across the street from a synagogue. <laughs> hmm. That's interesting. A, a rabbi at the meeting asked for the business license to be rejected. And it didn't matter. The restaurant will be alcohol free. Yeah, that's fine. The state lo- per- law prohibits the consumption of cannabis and alcohol on the same site. What? doors could open within months it says it can't have out al- it can't have smoking on the property can't have smoking and alcohol oh okay yeah consumption of cannabis and alcohol on the same site oh that's fine have, oh, okay know. gotcha gotcha hmm, interesting interesting across from a synagogue sounds like a nightmare though if like that pick somewhere a little bit open air restaurant yeah that's mm. weird that's weird yeah weird um yeah anyway so Mm-hmm. The rest is oh so cannibal yeah I can talk about that that was apparently uh, you know as any event in the Caribbean it's going to be tough <laughs> but it, they powered through it and it was like not tough in a bad way but just like you know there was issues of course technical issues but they're doing another event uh, overall it was fine it was just like you know the reality of doing stuff in the Caribbean is always like oh okay. We'll do that next time. Right. So, so they're doing a much more uh, product-orientated event going up in 1010, which is October 10th. Uh, totally successful over in St. Croix. Now it's going to be in St. Thomas, closer island. Uh, so it's a uh, closer island, but a uh, more busy island and uh, close by, though. And so if you go to either, you can, go, you can hit both places. Um, but St. Thomas is going to be at 1010. They're going to have it, I'm not sure location-wise, but that's going to be the next event, which is going to be Cannibal. And I think it's gonna just going to be a little bit, I'll be, hopefully I'll be at, I was supposed to go to the last one. I was close. I was in the Keys. I made it to the Keys. I was there. But 
it was one of those issues where it was like going to be really really expensive for me to get there and do all the stuff so in the end i was like you know what let's do the 1010 event because that sounds like it's going to be the bomb so get in touch with me on the show here if you want to be involved and or check back with carrie Cardi on the show um two shows ago i believe it was uh same with the d money show the cannibal update so you can catch all our websites and stuff at the end of that show um what about your cannibal update did you already do that that's what i'm talking about oh sorry man uh, i'm in the chat and, and you have no idea what's going on you're just sorry man it's all right well, it's good multitasking here it's good it was working it's working when are you going to talk about that bro? <laughs> well i'm talking about it right now okay. all right anyway so cannibal uh success like i said hard to work in those conditions so it was one of those things where uh i think it's going to be interesting because we're going to have uh we're going to have uh an event down there that's going to grow into a more sustainable thing when you bring in because the thing is now it's just starting and when you bring in uh whole new sort of a lot of different business opportunities uh it'll change it'll change the dynamics of that place and people are going to be these are like literally the the beginnings of it all so mm -hmm. for that area so it's going to be interesting and uh, check that that's that show get all the info on Carrie Cardi there I see Mike's not calling in I don't know what's going on with him yeah hmm. Hmm. let's see I got a call back but that doesn't seem mm. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know. All right. Well, we got lame event right here. Not lame event. We have <laughs> lame event in the sense that we're not getting any fucking things off the ground. Come on now. Get these tickets yeah. right here. We have our lame event, our lame giveaway. I'm talking about our event. Right, our lame giveaway. Uh, event. That's not working out here. Yes. This is a great event. This is 30 plus years Dude, in the making. I had a great time every time I went, man. Think about Bongathon yeah. is it's like if you like to smoke a lot of weed, obviously you're people. If you like to be checking out the good parts of Colorado as far as not, you know, not in a fucking dirty city lot somewhere mm -hmm. if you're kind of spot you like camping it's your spot if you're like fucking cool people it's your spot so just call in 720-310-8237 if you know anybody in colorado that needs these otherwise it's going it's going into you're taking them with you <laughs> okay you gotta know somebody and then uh, you, then you gotta yeah and all you have to give is three <clears throat> different events that are at three person like they have the whole thing about the, the bongathon is it's actual smoking competition so yep. it's like the first first of its kind on their website they have six of them you can just go to the website check out the six different things tell us three of them i post a link in the live chat oh, oh my oh. god do we have winners welcome to the Adam show who we got uh mike marquez what up always oh, not a winner he's a, he's a, always a winner ah. he's always a winner mr marquez you want bongathon tickets? No, I don't <laughs> think so. No, no, no. You're going to be busy. You can't go to bongathon. So uh, one of the reasons I can't take these tickets is because I'm going to be hanging out with you 
at the uh, endo. Tell us a little <laughs> bit. Tell us a little bit about that because you can't you you can't use these tickets either. So and nobody. I'm sorry, you cut out there for a minute. What tickets are they for? Bongathon next week. So yeah, there's all kinds of stuff going on next weekend, but uh, Endo is going to be, you know, Portland's always a great, great time. It's our fourth time there. It's you know, it's just community loves us. We we get a lot of uh, we get a lot of support there, and we love it. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the roots. It's the roots show in a sense. Um, yeah. What's uh, <laughs> you got any you got any new crazy products you think that are coming in there or the any change in the vibe of the different kinds of things that are being presented there uh we're well you remember last year we had a lot of hemp we have even more hemp this year um all of our we have a lot of uh speakers we got farmer tom talking about hemp seed to sale um who else do we have we have uh, a panel from uh some regulators let me pull it up sorry you caught me about i was about to feed the dogs Oh yeah, sorry about that. <laughs> we were about twenty minutes late. Just got home from yeah, huh? we were like twenty minutes later than we told you. So it's our fault. Oh yeah, we're killing your dogs. We're killing well, your you dogs for, over here. You forgot about you forgot about me last time, so I thought you did it. Ah, <laughs> uh, you're just what, expecting the same, yeah, the same old Adam Dunn. He forgot all about me. So uh, Endo's on. This is like fourth, fifth year, fourth year now. Uh, four and a half. What's the eleventh show? Okay. Um, in three different states, uh, we went to San Francisco last year. Um, always Denver's always a, a crazy time. Lines around the building. Uh, let's see. Yeah, Oregon. Uh, this is our yeah our fourth year in Oregon. And that's where, like I said, that's yeah. where it all sort of started. Cool. Um, I, started, I started with Indo actually when I was managing Grow Big. We were uh, a sponsor. We were the cultivation sponsor of the first Indo, uh-huh. and after I worked with, after I left Grow Big, I started working with Indo, and I've been with them ever since. Yeah, yeah. Oh, never mind. I wasn't like paying attention. <laughs> I wasn't even paying attention. Oh, no. Cool. No. I was just like, oh, oh yeah, there it is. Boom. Der. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> so, um, so um, I was no, I was trying to see make sure your logo was being presented properly. Came and on I see it came out looking <laughs> dope. Now, now it looks all super dope. With the, uh, with yeah, the, we got, uh, you know, we got you doing, uh, moderating. I'm moderating. We got, uh, everybody's favorite, Kristen Yoder. Nice. And, uh, Shango Lowe's. Shango, so we've once got again, the, the dream out. team. You get the dream team back, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> no, I love it. I love the support you guys give us, man. It's, uh, it's great. It works, uh, works for everybody. Yeah. And, and, and I like how Indo kind of naturally grew. Instead of coming in too hard and too hot, because the industry that, like you said, with the hemp being bigger and bigger, I think if it gets known, because Colorado, in a way, it's like it can't claim cannabis really, can it? Uh, but it can, no. but it can kind of claim hemp when it comes to like at least the ground zero. You know what I mean? Like first hemp fields. Yep. You know that kind of, yeah. and that's kind of, a, and that's kind of cool in a sense because even though it's not maybe the best place for it it's not the worst place for it and it's actually nice to see it kind of like maybe improve the place it is whereas if you're like in like you say you're in like uh, uh vermont or something in some beautiful place <laughs> and you and but it's a little bit humid and a little bit like at the end of the day it's like you're you're 
you're almost nicer to be here where it's a little high desert and dry because the plants are a little bit you almost want them to be yeah. that extra tough you know because those are like one and then just we're, we're growing a little bit too easy in that sense and then the, so so with the hemp stuff what do you think like uh you have any you, you don't have space for like big machinery people but have you have you seen a lot of like stuff scaled up to the point where it's like oh shit like getting beyond the size of your oh, yeah. area i would assume yeah yeah uh, uh, it's going to be a real strong hemp presence this year um and uh, that's oregon right now <laughs> i mean with the cost per pound being so low for you know thc you know cannabis then uh you know it's it was a natural progression. <laughs> yeah. What are we going to do with all this farmland and infrastructure? <laughs> Let's <Right>. grow hemp. <laughs> so, but no, it's great. Um, I spent uh, about 10 days out in Applegate Valley. Uh, hung out in Medford. Really had a good time. I went and um, rafted the Rogue and shot guns out in the middle of nowhere. It was fun. <laughs> yeah, the, uh, <clears throat> so, the, so they're doing hemp there now. Or they, because they were kind of a little bit on the fence at first, right? Oregon. Excuse me. They were a little on the fence. So what? All, they were a little on the fence uh, up until recently. On the, it, I mean, now they're cr- cranking out between Oregon and Colorado. They're like the two top dogs, I'd say. But, but uh, right. I mean, we just had like a little one year, <laughs> like bonus, a couple year bonus. You know what I mean? Of trying yeah. hard, but uh, at the same time, they have just some like we were talking about earlier with the fightest guys. It's just an unbelievable growing conditions and but now uh it's weird to see like can like cannabis and hemp almost crossing at some weird point a few times when it's like 400 and 400 you know like you've seen them heard heard both at the same number you know what i mean even a little cheaper uh right or you know even a little more i mean on the uh, on the smokable hemp which is weird because now this whole smokable hemp clamp down it seems like in a whole bunch of states um, right. Are you guys, so well, I'm interested to see what happens in Texas. You know, once Texas comes fully online, and mm-hmm. you know that's that's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, it's a large population, first of all, for, for the whole state. Yeah. And uh, no, as far just as far as hemp, I mean, it's going to take forever. It's probably going to be federally legal before it's uh, legal in Texas, as far as recreational for sure. It's just the legislature only meets only once every other year, so it, any momentum it builds gets lost in the following year because this industry moves so fast that, you know, you got to be a really diehard to stay in Texas if you're in the industry to, you know, to keep fighting when there's so much opportunity in legal states already. So that's one of the problems I see with Texas. But as far as hemp, I think the ability of what they're going to be able to produce with their farming infrastructure is going to be crazy. Well, and also people have to realize, like, there's going to be a definitely a backlog of CBD soon, just because people are going nuts. Oh yeah, and well, the choke points being released. I mean, there's processing now. Before it was, you know, processing was the choke point. Now there's processing labs, and people are scaling those up big time. They are, but they're still. I mean. It doesn't matter because if it's at a certain point when they can only sell so much and people, the price is only worth so much. Right. Like, I mean, right now we're looking at thirty four hundred. Think about mm-hmm. think about a year from now when it's twenty four hundred or even less. And then it's fifteen, and then it's like, wow, you know, it's like it starts to become like, come on now. 
because you know <laughs> because you do know the process and how much it takes like here it's like 40 pounds of this right to do, to, you know six pounds of that to make three pounds of this to do <laughs> and you're like all of a sudden you start looking at that loss and uh yeah it's going to be it, it, i mean it's going to be saturated in that sense but at the same time people will wake people up to the myriad of other thousands of uses right and like so if people like take a little bit more of a back step and look at it bigger and go like okay you want to grow a thousand acres you, you're better off right. producing a thousand acres and actually selling it all to somebody who can run it and use it for some massive production thing of just even if it's just industrial hemp at the end of the day then you know going through all the same the same motion as everybody else and then having something that you can almost not sell or doesn't seem worth it you know so yeah. have you seen that extraction facility that they have in uh houston no how many what is how big is it they were extracting caffeine from coffee beans using CO2. Okay. And, and one of them, I'm not sure the name of the company, out of, but out of Kentucky, they, I guess, had an LOI on a contingent on it uh, going uh, le- or being legal to farm in uh, Texas. Mm-hmm. But massive. It's, I think it's, if I read the article correct, it's the largest CO2 processing plant in North America. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, um, he he said in the hearing that it can cost effectively run two to eight percent. Yeah. So all the stuff that nobody else wants to run because it's low percentage. Yeah. They're going to be able to run through cost effective. <laughs> so. Well, I mean, at the end of the day, yeah. If you it, it, like, there's it's that's the hardest part with cannabis is like whenever you know there's something left in it, you're like, yeah. You want to try to figure out how to, how to unlock it in some way, shape, or form. So if somebody can actually do that with that low yeah. quality of material, because it's <clears throat> anything under six, and it's already like it's past the point, you know, of making sense. Right. Yeah. Because it's also it's like a, I was gonna right. say. It's, I was gonna say it's also like it depends if it's milled or not milled, mm-hmm. and then it kind of like if you have six percent and it's unmilled then it's going to be even less, you know what I mean? <laughs> so you're like, okay, now we're talking 4%. So then it gets really to the point of, like, absolutely nothing. But if you can, if you can pull it out of that level, yeah, that's, that's interesting. Right. But the other interesting thing about it is it's really doing, it's changing the landscape in the cannabis market, like the job market. There's so many people crossing over from cannabis to, to hemp that it's creating this vacuum. And that vacuum... For some of these jobs, like my other job is headhunting and recruiting, and uh, I'm just seeing higher, just incredibly qualified people that are coming through. Like, I got candidates from the School of Mines, chemical engineering backgrounds, and biochemical engineering. There's this crossover from pharma all coming. It's yeah. it's really neat. Thing. For sure, and and I mean, imagine the passion of coming from that kind of industry into cannabis. How, you know. Oh, it's a blank slate to them. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I've, been, I've been interviewing people for a uh, for a job position, and they're all pharma, uh, oil and gas, uh, food, food production. They see this as a blank slate, just open to innovation. Mm-hmm. So that's exciting. I mean, I guess open to, to either innovation or exploitation, depending on who, who you're talking to, right? So that's well, that's, these guys, yeah. At this level, it's innovation. These are the these are the nerds. <laughs> these are the ones that are really seeing every, you know all the potential. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, so. it's. I mean, there's there's definitely some some super educated uh, people out there, especially in the chemical sort of engineering and things like that, that are right. going to change. The, I mean, that, that is the interesting part about cannabis is like we're barely scratch the surface of uses, and we're like, you know, if it was fifty thousand in, in 1937, there was hundreds, hundreds, and hundreds of thousands now in the sense as far as potential because you just look at all the industries that are affected, and you're like, okay, well. Right. We haven't even started to scratch the surface. So I know, I know. It's it's like being in tech and like the. Well, that's why I find the, the, like the, the, the hemp section is really <laughs> interesting. It shows because behind the scenes, there's a lot of stuff. It takes a lot to get. Oh, you heard about the fake uh, plane guy, right? The what? <laughs> the fake plane guy. The, uh-uh. Yeah, you've heard of him. The guy with the the, the hemp, the plane made out of hemp. Um, Oh yeah. yeah. What's his name? Derek Kessel, or whatever. Just, mm-hmm. Like a total, sc- he's a total scammer. Like, anyway, he got kind of called out on tape, and so it was, aw- it was awesome. It was one of those moments where you're like, ah, hemp scammer taken out. <laughs> Literally, just like, you know, because he was all faking, and then he was building a plane and taking people's money. The cl- the old take people's money for the fake hemp plane trick. You know those ones. Yeah. Uh, yeah. What about that guy's car? Did that turn out being to be him? Uh, that red car that he was driving around? <laughs> I don't know. Everybody's just faking him now. They have fake him vehicles. Maybe I don't know. I, I saw I saw back in the day. Uh, um, what kind of sports car was it? There was some. You know what I'm talking about? There was like a sports car that had a whole shell. It was it not running on him though? It was just the the. No. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. There was a few of those. Yeah, it was parked out in front of Green Labs, I remember, back in the day. No, it was definitely fake. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> it, sounds like, it sounds like it. But there was, I mean, that's the thing is hemp is so useful, and you can definitely do it. The one guy that was cool was the guy uh, who uh, came in on the hemp. He had the hemp uh, limo. That was real. Mm. A diesel Mercedes right. that, that ran on hemp fuel. But it was so expensive for him to run it that he he would only run it, like, just for a little bit, you know, like, okay, I'm running it. <laughs> like, okay, now I'm done. <laughs> like, so I was like, yeah, you couldn't go for like long trips on it or something. Cause like five bucks a minute, man. <laughs> pretty much. It was pretty much not cost effective at all. Um, so not yet. So, uh, so, so the hemp, so the hemp side is really big and then you're pretty much doing the, the moderate, oh, I'm doing the moderate, but you're doing the, um, the selection of, of speakers and stuff. Is there anybody coming in yep. that, uh, we need to keep an eye out for that's well that panel that i've got i put a panel together with uh, uh jeff lowenfels colin bell and uh peter conjoin mm-hmm. um they're talking about research and development um those three i don't know if you did you moderate no shango usually moderates them but um yeah if, if i did i forgot every single good. thing i forgot every single thing i listened to so <laughs> no, no, it shouldn't be that bad. It shouldn't be that bad. Yeah. So, yeah, the name of their title is Dispelling Myth and Commercial Cannabis Cultivation. So, um, just looking at things on more of a science level, um, research and development, making sure that uh, your your methods are all valid commercially. You know, some of these some of these methods are great for home. You know, you've seen it. But once you p- apply them into your, you know, commercial facility, it don't really work the same. <laughs> no, exactly, so. and, and it's 
yeah everything needs to be done that's 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 the problem is like people always think you know you just buy something plug it in and it works and it's like a lot of times we're <laughs> we're, we're kind of coming from the ground up and, and just just on the fact of everything being different everywhere right so some places right. you, you need just triple the amount of power required to do the same amount of work some places are more efficient just by proxy of where it's at you know um Right, and the labor involved. I mean, if it takes you, you know, you know, a, a considerable amount of time to sterilize and pull everything apart, and you know, every little piece, mm-hmm. sometimes that's <laughs> not the best route to go. You know, it's you really got to look at your labor costs. I mean, when you when you look at a grow and someone public, you know, shows a picture and everything's staked, I mean, you just look at the labor hours attached to that. Right, it's like. <laughs> It's like as far as the eye can see or something, you're like, oh, my God. Yeah, it's like, you know, 10,000 square feet of stakes. <laughs> um, right. How long did that take? <laughs> sure. And and then you're going to either reuse them and transfer problems, which, right. you know, that's it's the hardest thing to clean is stakes. You know what I mean? Unless they're, like, yep. made out of those. You get those aluminum ones are pretty good. Those extruded aluminum green ones. But once you bend, yeah. once you bend them, they're done. So it's kind of like you can't. Yeah. They're kind of like, eh. <laughs> and they're expensive as hell. So you'd be like, I just spent yeah. two and a half thousand dollars on my grow room on steaks. You know what I mean? And it is worth it technically, <laughs> but it's a shitload of work, and it's it's sometimes it's the the root of the problem because especially when you get a steak in a small pot and you kind of move it all around and you have like people restake mm-hmm. and and you can kind of tell that's where shit goes wrong. You know what I mean? So you kind of. Mm. Try to avoid that shit if you can. Just scrog that bitch. If you can. Yeah, scrog it. Mm-hmm. Scrog it. Sometimes it's amazing because you can, uh, you know, kind of like direct a plant properly with a scrog, whereas a stake, it's very hard unless you got the right plant. And then usually that right plant is kind of like, doesn't need a stake anyway because it's that kind of plant. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, whereas the ones that don't need it, if you try to put it on a lanky plant, like it just it's almost more work than it's worth. Whereas if you just kind of lay that thing down, throw another scrog on top of that, all of a sudden you got a whole room, you know what I mean? With two plants or something. So. At a grow I used to work at, we had tables that were probably 50, 60 yards long. We could trellis that fairly quickly compared to how long it would take us to stake that same amount. So it's, you know, (laughs) nine days and labor costs. For sure, and at, the end of the day, and at the end of the day, if you let it grow in properly, it's like so mm-hmm. much more stable, you know what I mean, comparatively. And the plants, right? You know, unless you got super wussy plants and you want four or five stakes, because I've had times where I've had like nine stakes in a plant, you know what I mean? I'm like, Jesus Christ, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> I then, then you really got a problem because you got these stakes kind of crossing over each other. Sometimes it's, you know, in my mind, it was better because you're aerating the, the roots and it was fine with the healthy, super nice plants. But if your plants are even slowly a little bit stressed or anything and you do that, that just doesn't help, you know what I mean? It's just like plants go like, ugh, thanks. Right. So it seems to compact your soil more or something. So uh, any yeah. cool, any any other cool products you're looking forward to see out there that you haven't seen yet, or they're kind of. Um, well, we've got. Um, let's see, pull up. Uh, we got Peter McGuire from Lighthouse. He's uh, speaking speaking on the GMP 
uh, uh-huh. clean pro- uh, can production. Sure. You know, the more mm-hmm. further down the road we get, the more the GMP are going to be really important letters for people. <laughs> exactly. Um, you know, uh, these we're are the words creating that... a product that people are ingesting. So, you yeah, know, these are all the three-letter words that uh, we learn in the industry on the hard way. Like, what's an LOI? Yep. What's this? What's that? <laughs> and then all of a sudden you're like, what's GMP? And you're like, oh, dude, you're fucked. And you're like, oh, my God. You start looking at the rules and then you're like, oh, my God. Are you kidding me? Like, sometimes they're ridiculous. And, uh, mm-hmm. you know, sometimes they're just common sense. It's like, okay, well, that's obvious. You're going to do that. But for the most part, it definitely is a, a hurdle for a lot of people because all of a sudden just like just when you thought you had it all figured out, <laughs> <laughs> they're like, so that has to be how many I feet just got my feet? SOPs all finished. Now, now you're throwing more letters at me. <laughs> exactly. More letters. Oh, I had the SOP figured out after the LOI. And then I signed. The, yeah, it's, well, it's kind of hilarious how the industry is moving in tandem. Well, I've always recommended that people follow whatever federal guidelines are out there because that's where it's all going. So, mm-hmm. you know, at least be aware of it. You know, just because your municipality doesn't strictly require it right now. Like the whole C1D1, you know, not every county requires a C1D1 for extraction. Right. But you should build them. You should, yeah, you, you, should should always, you should always future-proof any future-proof any lab or any grow. Yeah. Where, just look at the most strict place ever and try to follow those guidelines and mm-hmm. you'll know you'll be fine because they will kind of switch them up on you if they can. Like, that's like, it's not unheard of. And especially if they yep. want your spot and you kill, you know, you got a killer spot and you're, everything's great and you don't... And you realize later you got to move your fucking toilets to this <laughs> 10 feet over this thing and whatever bullshit it is. And you're like, yeah. oh, my God, I can't do it. Now. Anyway, so those things, yeah, definitely future-proof any grow, any, uh, yeah, any anything business-orientated, really, because you just kind of, like, want to look at what you're, what, what it's going to be like in a few And that's the whole problem with the hemp industry is, like, everyone's so hyper-focused on CBD that, that's definitely not going to be future-proofed in, in any, oh, way, no. sh- any way, shape, or form because, you know, at the end of the day, somebody really could come in and just rock-bottom that shit out at 1,000 or under. Oh, yeah. And it will happen. And all of a sudden, you're like, 1,000? That ain't totally ain't worth it. And then it'll even be cheap. Because right now, you can get synth- – because that's the problem also is that a lot of these companies that buy it cheap don't really even care if it's synthetic or natural. So at the end of the day – the synthetic market is probably going to bottom out the the price even you know to five hundred bucks or something like that for that shit and even cheaper because it's right. only, it's only like it was only fifteen hundred bucks a kilo two years ago and it was you know sitting in fifty five gallon drums in Canada or something you know people are like yeah if you want it and it's just like it's terrible because you know people are going to say yes you know <laughs> it's like oh it's oh, there yeah. well I mean you've been to Colombia you know what's going on down there yeah. And, you know, these other countries are getting involved in this. It's not just us. Well, yeah, and so. on top of that, that's exactly because I've already heard places in, in Switzerland, places like that, where people have been on the case for a while, it's already feeling the same effects, you know? People are bottling them out and kind of going, oh, like, it's not quite worth it. And it's also because people should just be doing, I, I mean, I think at the end of the day, just take it to distillate and, and work from there, you know, because at the end, like if you really need isolate, you can get it, but you shouldn't really go for isolate because it doesn't really work. You know what I mean? It kind of, kind of works, but not nearly as good as the distillate that made the isolate. <laughs> that actually, moved, you know, that actually worked. Or move the fiber. 
Yeah, exactly. Know? No, I would definitely move towards fiber and uh, and and also you, yeah. can do, you can do dual crops if you do those things because you can do yeah. seeds and fiber, and then the seeds right. can be either for more seeds or they can be for oil or they can be. And once you get to that point where you're you're taking out Seed. like yeah. tons and tons of this and tons and tons mm-hmm. of that, and then you're pressing that and turning it into that, and you can actually mm-hmm. start to make money and or save space or time or extend time or whatever it takes, but you have all these options because you're producing more than just CBD, you know? And like now there's actually, right. I heard they're uh, testing f- uh, cattle feed here in Colorado. So that's, that's cool. That's like, yep. that'll be the trickle down situation where all of, <coughs> all of a sudden that cattle is super healthy. And they're like, I wonder why this cattle so healthy. Cause fucking shit's hung- <laughs> hungry all day. You know, just chowing down on, doesn't fart so much. <laughs> but also, yeah, my cuts down on greenhouse gases. It might, you know, and it might um, just the meat itself would might be better, you know. So I think we'll find out yeah. pretty fast on that kind better of stuff. Better than corn, for sure. It's better than feeding everything corn. So, you know, I actually had a friend who had a, a friend who had a dog that had a corn allergy, and the dog food. A friend who had a friend who had a dog. Okay, got it. <laughs> The dog had a corn, it, uh, corn allergy. Yeah, it had a corn allergy, and it was getting corn. It uh, the corn and the beef uh, because it was uh, the beef was fed corn. Oof, had a even beef allergy as well. Wow. Yeah, there was so much corn in the, in the dog or in uh, the beef yeah. that it uh, affected the dog. That's rough. Yeah, and that's and that's also yeah. like kind of oof, that's that is like a crazy th- crazy analogy that you think that the the how much must be in that in that uh meat stuff you know like of the yeah. and, and it's all gmo of corn of course that's the worst part uh-huh. so on top of that you're like oh my god it's so hard to find non-gmo corn products compared to what you know when you go to the store you'll see like one <laughs> if you're lucky you'll find a little <laughs> sliver but there's just aisles and aisles of other corn-based products where you're like oh shit all GMO because once you start to think about that you're like it's like it starts to turn into like a I had one time when I was tripping and somebody said that to me whispered that to me right as I started to peak when I was tripping and they were like this is what it's like when everybody has GMOs and I looked around and it was like one of those moments where everybody looked like fucking they eat a lot of GMOs <laughs> like oh my god <laughs> and I started to focus on that and I was like oh Frito Lay. It was like the lizard people from uh, lizard people. It was like lizard people, but they were just GMO people. And I was like, ah, this is the worst. Because it was like one of those things where it was the first time I ever thought of it when I was tripping. And yeah, it was fun. It was it was fun. (laughs) It was fun times. So um, we were just talking about tripping at Disneyland. Oh yeah. As as you've already done, you've done it, or I grew up in uh, Orange County. Oh fuck yeah! So So, um, all time. Yeah. Oh yeah. That was a standard standard situation, right? More not. I was more of a Knott's Berry Farm person, but uh, yeah, we made it to Disneyland every once in a while. Shit, that's a future Vindo Expo right there. You guys need to find a location, <laughs> and just because I always get you know, it's funny as when I first moved here, I always wanted one of those Orbitron things, you know, those fucking three ring things that you can stand in and fucking spin around and get all fucking motion. You know, I uh, right always wanted one. And it's like, well, I'm in America. I'm going to find it. And I've occasionally, when every time I found it, I didn't have the time or energy or money to justify it, you know, or space. 
And uh, but <laughs> my bot. <laughs> but I've I've wanted one desperately since I was thirty. Like I think the about a year or two before I turned thirty, I thought, oh, dude. If I had one of those, <laughs> I would be the most fit person. You know, it's like one of those, like, like I'm never going to exercise in my life. But if I had one of those, I would. Because I was actually on a beach one time, and I, uh, it was in France, and I had this little chintzy lock on the fucking Orbitron, and it was the end of the season, so nobody was going to be around. So I just fucking b- broke the lock off, and I'd go and ride that thing every night. And it was one of those deals where if you actually had one, because when you get on it for the first time, it's really weird. Then if you had it for like a couple hours, which I did, then I was like, oh, I'm starting to get this. I'm starting to figure this out. You know what I mean? Because you start to get into the right rhythm or whatever. And then later I was all researching about it. And it was like, oh, it's the most fucking, you know, exercise you can do. And it's all core exercise. And it's totally, you know, NASA fucking loved it. And I was like, all right, I'm getting one of these bitches, right? (laughs) So I was like (laughs) desperate. So I ordered... um, usedrides.com which you should go to sign up for usedrides.com and all they'll do is send you fucking things of rides and every so often I'll open them up and I'll be like oh I do if I had the right space I'd uh. fucking f- score that right there you get trains all the time you get all that kind of shit you guys could build Indo Expo 24-7 all stony kill it <laughs> you guys would crush I'm telling you it's the exit, exit strategy how much, the, how much do those things run what thing? Oh, everything's crazy because it's all fucking like. Sometimes they'll be crazy cheap. Sometimes they'll be like nuts expensive. You know, some of the rides are like three hundred fifty thousand. You know, they're they're not cheap, but you get sponsored. Yeah. You sponsor those bitches with some fucking big name people, and you'd be like, you get your own ride. Fucking kill it, dude! I'm telling you, just give me just give me free you tickets, free tickets for my family, free tickets for my family, man. <laughs> so, <laughs> No, it should well, might be something with the new meow meow wolf coming. Something to set up in the park parking lot. I know it's crazy that that's going to be. Uh, I mean, I mean, interesting. I went on the ride and it was kind of like it was such a. It was so sad. We went on the ride twice, right? Two days in a row because we were like, oh, we're going back, and uh, <laughs> you know, brought brought Nick and his friend, and we both went back two days in a row, and then after the second time of getting off of it, we go out, we go and we go to buy a bunch of crap. And then, because Nick wants a T-shirt and whatever, so I'm going to buy some T-shirts and stuff. And then I see all these 3D glasses, and I'm like, "What? Wait a minute! So the whole ride's mm-hmm. in 3D, and you don't tell anybody during the entire th- oh, hour yeah. that you sit in line and watch it?" I was like, "This is ridiculous." They, they could, they had such bad marketing. I was all pissed off. I was like, "Jesus!" Now I have to. Ride I would have bought these. I would have totally bought those. <laughs> of course, we have to. You would have bought like six. Yeah, you yeah. just lost four right there. Yeah, you lost like four, four for me, yeah. right? Personally, so anyway, it was one of those, uh, yeah, yeah, moments. Marketing opportunity. Totally. I went to that uh, Tasty Colfax the other the other day, mm-hmm. and there was a there was a deli, and all it was giving out was potato salad and a pickle. <laughs> that was you it. pay all this money to be part of this thing, mm-hmm. and your presentation is some potato salad. And a pickle. There you go. Colfax. You said yeah. Colfax. Did you mention Colfax? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. It, it's uh, a taste of Colfax. Like taste blood. of Colfax. <laughs> <laughs> taste of Colfax. Pickle is like something you found <laughs> on the ground. Something that they left behind. Crack. They ate the main course and left the left the condiments for everybody. Um, so, so when do you when do you arrive feet on the ground, guy? Because you're like 
I've got to get there early, right? So you're you're probably getting out of here pretty soon. We get there Thursday night. I take a red eye there. I go from work to the airport. I land, I think, at 1 a.m. Got to be at the venue, I think, at 9.30, 10. All weekend, I take a red eye out at midnight <laughs> and arrive back in Denver 4.30 and go to work. There you go, my friend. That's Welcome to the cannabis yeah. life. Right? I'm your man. That's your cannabis life, right? And, yep. 50 years old on zero medications, and I can do it. <laughs> so... Um, What's the, what's the tickets like for Indo, and what's the deal? People got to go to what websites? Um, I think all the free tickets are done. I think it's one ninety nine now. Oh shit! Got to go out, pimp yourself out front of the Indo, get some money, <laughs> so you can get in. Uh, I am. That is not my department. Hold no, on I was just out. checking and figure <laughs> give you that shot. Throw it out there. What is I don't want to get anybody. In there. I didn't want to give everybody the wrong information. So. No. <laughs> it's a, I would assume, Indo Expo uh, or something. Yeah. Indo. Complimentary buyers are closed. Purchase tickets. Which 49? 149 for two days. See, you just Sunday save 50 bucks by waiting around. There you go. Boom. <laughs> so, yeah, 149. And then uh, if you just want to come in Sunday see the breeders panel um uh it's $39 sweet we should do the adam dunn show special right. we should do an adam dunn show special for that one and be like oh mention the adam dunn show <laughs> 25 for denver we'll work it we'll work out we'll work out something for denver okay good there you go so we'll, we'll test it beta we'll beta test, we'll test. it here. we'll beta test it here for sure <laughs> sounds good, sounds good idea. we'll see how popular it is so. sweet so, uh, and what yeah. time does it start? What time does the event start and finish? Uh, we open at 10 on Saturday and 11 on Sunday. Sweet. All right. Well, that's... Uh, well, we've got uh, five on Sunday and six on Saturday. Okay. I just reversed that. That's so. not too bad. That's not too bad. Yeah. <laughs> when it gets really late, it starts to get a little bit like, oof. Like, okay. Once, well, once people's yeah. feet hurt, you know, then, then, oh forget about it <laughs> forget about it yeah. so uh, cool look forward to know, it's hard to hit the parties afterwards i mean it's fun but you're just so exhausted from you know the two days before that yeah so. it is one of those oxymoron situations right where you just want it like you, you think about it before it happens and you're like oh now i'm gonna do that i'm gonna do this i'm gonna do that and then later you're like dude all i want to do is go to bed like uh and then if you do you kind of like you, you gotta you gotta pace yourself, but you gotta do everything on the second night because you're gonna do shit on the third night. It's like one of those you know you start to learn. You learn after a while. You're like there's yeah. a, there's a sweet spot. You Don't know? go out on Friday night. Yeah. <laughs> no, Friday's not a good night. Friday's always the one which fucks you up. For the you go to dinner. Yep, have a nice dinner and you go maybe a drink. That's it. <laughs> so sweet. Well, well, cool, man. I will. Yeah. Say hi to the crew and tell them we'll see them next week. And uh, thanks for thanks for calling in. Yeah, thanks, man. Thanks for having me. No problem. Take care, uh, yeah. All right, Friday. Hey, right, Mike. When are you flying in? Uh, I don't know. Now, after the no. show, I'll, I'll <laughs> get back to I'll get back to you after the show, and we'll we'll make sure everything's <laughs> make sure everything's handled. Cool, man. All right, peace. All right. Later. All right, Mr. Mike Mike Marquez from Indo Expo. 
uh, four years coming up, five years. Woo, big anniversary. But I, I like that. I think Indo Expo, 24-7 Carnival. Boom. I'm all over that. Ride sponsored by whoever. <laughs> Adam Nunn show going over the speakers 24-7. So just, yeah, it's all you hear during the rides. No. Yeah. That'd be the worst. That'd be like trim jail, but in, <laughs> in amusement park form. Yeah. Cool, cool. Well, I think we're going to wind it down, and we're going to have, oh, Dave Tronick was calling in. What was going on? I saw him claiming he's calling in. He was. I think because we didn't have anything going on at that particular well, He could call moment. in and get the free Bonathon tickets because he's that kind of guy. Yeah. Dave, get to work. Dave, geez. All right, Dave, you got a few seconds to call in. Otherwise, I'm calling in a day. If not, and somebody actually calls in right now and... 720-310-8237 says the three of the six activities which is on the website that Mark posted so you don't even have to like know anything you just have to be able to read and use a computer and a phone, <laughs> and, a, and a phone. it's a lot I mean there's a few things it, it, theoretically if you just like fell out of the sky as an alien and didn't know nothing you probably couldn't do this but if you have a half, half, half the skill most of my crew does what happened? Where's Dave? What's he doing? Come on, Dave. I don't know, man. Dave, 720-310-8237. Call in. Win the bongathon tickets. It's 7.13. We're going to go like two more minutes, and then I'm going to shut her down because I ain't going to sit around all night and wait for that. And then we're going to figure it out. Uh, you have till Monday morning. Otherwise, I'm going to physically hand them to somebody else. But over the weekend, somebody's got to come up with How can we do it online? What's the way to do it? Adam Dunshow, uh, uh, Insta. And how do they differentiate? How do we do the timing? Time code. I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It's so hard. These contests suck. Uh, That's why I hate hate these things because it's always like a... A struggle. Either nobody wants it or everybody wants it. Right. Tick, doesn't go to the right people. Whatever. Um, bongathon, bongathon. Come on. It, <laughs> all right. Dave's not here, man. Dave's not here, man. All right. All right. One minute left. Say it's seven fourteen. I said seven fifteen. So I want to thank all my people for checking in. Uh, we will be uh, in. Portland next week with the guys from Fidus, so check in for that. Um, gonna have to figure that out. That's gonna be one of those. But yeah, if we can just do it as simple as possible, and you, you have good sound, and then I'll, I'll check and make sure they, they see what kind of mics I got to bring, what kind of mixer they have. But should be, should be of the premium quality. Should be just as good as if I'm here. Oh, so you guys? Are, oh, I will be there, and I'll be here. Yes. Okay, so I get you. Um, okay. So <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. We got it all figured out. We'll but we'll have a good sound place. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. As long as, yeah. Green screen wise, I'll have to bring, they'll bring those extras with me. I'll, I will bring the green screen. So thanks, guys. And uh, next, so next week, fight us. And I'm sure a whole bunch of different characters coming in Oregon. I think probably Mr. James Bean will be in the studio, I would assume. Squatch will be around. I know that. So we got a goal. We got. Lively crew. We'll have better sound than last time, so which is good, and we'll have much better production because I don't think the last stuff we ever got fucking put up properly. So, hmm. 
It's all fresh. It's going to be fresh. Fresh and new. Uh, take care. And shout out to my beautiful wife, Cece and Nick, down at the farm. Enjoying life. Uh, Cece's on her way to Sweden soon. Uh, Nick's loving life with Grandma. We're all eating fish. Caught by Papa. <laughs> so nice. it's like, uh, Nick didn't never eat fish before. It was so funny, right? And now all of a sudden, oh, really? like on this trip, we got him to, to like fish, which is good because he went, sure. through, went through the whole process. He didn't like it very much. He wasn't that. He was like, eh, whatever. This is fishy when you're a kid. Kind of like, yeah. It's yeah. Like, it was a little bit too much because he got, he got to reel in the one. Yeah. But it was too small. But oh, I got you. We got, you know, we got the, we got the photo. Sweet. Wasn't the happiest looking photo. But anyway, uh-huh. uh, but we did get him to like fish, which is nice. So, uh, yeah, shout out to the, the crew down there in uh, in the Keys. So, thanks for all that. And uh, see you guys next week. Thank you, MTI. Right on. And all the sponsors, of course, Illuminar and all those guys. Illuminar, sees here now. And those guys. Right That's on. That. There you go. Peace, guys. Peace. being played on every radio station in the United States is a communication to the children to take a trip, to cop out, to groove. The psychedelic checkers on the record albums have their own This is a special question. We don't want you to smoke genetically modified ganja. We want you to smoke the real thing. Why don't you smoke the natural herb? Some call it marijuana, some call it sensimedia, some call it lamb's bread, and some people call it...